Gonna gonna bring it in nice and low. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Frame we, trap the sequel. We, it is a sequel because you guys were on the last episode, so this is gonna be like a we nice were. smoldering over, sequel. Yeah, that's right. Take and it you know, over. you think you think I'd be a little nervous. You think I'd be like, "Oh man, I haven't time to play a lot of stuff." Nah, man. No, uh, I'm ready. One of the game, and you know which one I'm talking about. One of the games that you brought, I am so 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 happy mm-hmm. to hear about. I think I was driving home from the last frame trap, and I was like, "Why didn't I?" Oh, why did there was the game I played? Yeah, <laughs> to talk about frame trap. I totally forgot about and it. And now you've got another chance. Oh yeah. Uh, my guests, of course, are Michael Huber. Hello, bring it in low. Bring it in low. And uh, Brandon Jones. Hello. Uh, I'm going to be your host, Ben Moore. Um, on the brain today, as I was preparing for Frame Trap, I, I feel like I've been watching a bunch of different TV shows. And so I wanted to throw it to you guys. Like, what have you been watching? Because I know, you know, I know you watch a lot of movies, Brandon and, and Huber. I know you're like a TV fiend. And so I kind of just wanted to like mm-hmm. throw that out there. I got a curveball. Okay. The Chair. Uh, I don't know what oh, that is. Uh, I feel like Cassandra O. Oh, it's yeah. on Netflix. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, six Netflix. episodes, which Amanda did not know. And at the end of the sixth episode, Amanda was like, oh, this is, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> She's like, is it, story's over. Wait, what? And then it was like, credits. And it did the thing that's where Netflix hilarious. is like, watch this show now. And she was like, oh, I guess hilarious. we're done. So good to know, always good to check. Yeah. You know? Um, that was tricky when I was watching uh, Korra, which I also finished recently. Nice. Uh, where I would like, I'd boot up just to get the number of episodes. Like, I can go to Wikipedia and check. But it's just like, I'm already on Netflix, so let me just check how many episodes there are. But I don't want to see the titles. Okay, 13, okay. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah, I do that, like, impulsively. I should know better. Like, I love getting on a streaming service, and when I'm into a show, I'm like, oh, man, I want to see how many episodes there are. And every time I do that, I spoil something for myself. Yeah. Like, because I've been watching a lot of... uh, I have to hold my hand to the screen to do it. Is that how you do it? Shout out to Netflix with the thumbnails (laughs) and the descriptions for the core episodes. They did a pretty good job. Nice. It was, yeah, there was nothing I'd, like, thought back. And and being obsessed with trailers, like, I always do that. I'm always like, we haven't seen that shot yet. You know, that kind of nonsense. Walking Dead final season for me. Yeah? How's yeah. it been treating you? Really nice. We're three deep. Yeah. Uh, this is an extended final season. This is 24 episodes, mm-hmm. three parts of eight, intercut with World uh, Walking Dead World Beyond and Fear the Walking Dead. I mean, this is, we're in the, it's the end game it's of, the, it is actually the end you know? game. Yeah. Um, and last night, actually, because I'm just so in it right now, I just went back and I watched the pilot. Episode. Yeah, I watched the pilot again not that long ago, Days like a couple months by. ago. Yeah, dude, one of yeah. the greatest TV episodes, man. Yeah, I feel like the first and <sighs> second episode go really hand in hand together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. incredible. Just the, it's it's funny because I always say like, still the best episode. Maybe I'm just in my book. Nah. <laughs> you know, Frank Darabont. Yeah, Jason it is. It's really good. Uh, it's funny that you say it because I've been watching Fear the Walking Dead, and I'm on the at the end of the third season. Nice. Um, and it's been a really interesting journey yeah. where, like, it'll reach these highs, and I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I am yeah. so invested. I care about these characters so much. And then it'll just be, like, total dog shit. The lowest lows. Yeah. The low, yeah. highest highs, yeah. lowest and lows of that show. it'll go down, and yeah. it'll be like, every decision that you're making is stupid. This feels so artificial and yeah. forced. Like, I could see... You writing this like in a really weird way, like yeah, and then all of a sudden it'll like turn around and it'll yeah. go back up. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there are definitely some characters that really carry the show. Totally. Like I love Nick so much mm-hmm. and Strand mm-hmm. so much. Um, I just want to say Alicia, Alicia is fantastic. Speaking of Alicia, I don't know if this will jog any memories for you, but the pantry. Pantry, I forget. It's okay. been so long. They're at the ranch. Yeah. The yeah. ranch gets attacked. Yeah. She leads them to the pantry. Yeah. But the fan 
is blocked and so they're not getting any air. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, well, we only have like two hours before people start dying from carbon monoxide. Oh, shit. So how are we going to do this? Yeah. And she's like, well, I know people have gotten bitten, so we're going to need people to step forward and volunteer. Yeah. You remember this? So if intense. They're bitten and it's... then they, yeah. It It's like, it was like traumatic. It, like, it was, it it's it so, it oh, what happens is, is just brutal. It's just in such a great spot because like, one, you can't really replicate being invested in a show for over a decade. You just have to get there by right. you yeah. know that point. And like the show went pretty downhill for a bit mm-hmm. and then like kind of rose up and now is like got great again in like season nice. nine, you know, a couple seasons, like seven, eight were bad. So it's like the biggest thing, but also like no pressure and no stakes. Like I think the thing it's is just, it's really fun and easy going and good to watch. It really depends on when you yeah come into a show because I think like at the low points for Fear the Walking Dead, yeah. if I had to wait week by week, I would bad. be like way more pissed. Yeah. But now when like you're kind of on the roller coaster and you it's just you just it. go on episode after episode, it's like, ah, I'll, I'll weather the storm, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so that really helps <laughs> totally. a lot. And then I finished Demon Slayer and I watched the first episode of Jujutsu Kaisen. Kaisen. I have not seen that yet. How is it? Uh, I have watched that first episode. Nice, because my buddy's on that. Yeah. Nice. You gotta Sick. watch. You gotta watch Rezero. It's really good for sure. I gotta yeah. watch more because uh, even with Demon Slayer, I watched mm-hmm. the first one. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's okay. And then you, I got into it, and now it's one of my favorite animes ever. Yeah, so thinking, I, I feel like you gotta watch a few. To... Thinking back to the first episode of Demon Slayer, I yeah. really like the first episode, but I, Demon Slayer is interesting. Where I think it just is kind of it kind of goes like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it gets you. Yeah. yeah, the first episode of Rezero is really strong though. Nice, I think you like it. Um, the other, <laughs> the other thing I'm watching. Speaking of the highest highs and the lowest lows, American Horror Story, man. Oh, I bailed. On the, uh, I made three episodes into the circus season, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm out. out. Well, out. Yeah. I, I'd been wanting to watch it forever, and, and I I watched the first season, and I was like, I really like this, and I really liked the first season. Oh, yeah. And then I had kind of seen a smattering. Like, I saw a little bit of the second season and then a little bit of 1984. Uh, but then they had American Horror Stories, which was every episode. It was just supposed to be the short, I think, seven-episode anthology, maybe six episodes. Every episode was supposed to be separate. And I was like, cool. I'll go into this and, like, just yeah, watch Twilight it. Twilight Zone. Yeah. 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 And it, it, was, it started out okay. And then I got to this episode, Bale. Maybe truly the worst episode <laughs> oh, of television I have ever seen. Shit. It was like it was like shit. high school level oh. everything. Yeah. The writing, the school. acting, <laughs> just it was it was it, I was like this has to be a joke. Yeah. Like this is so bad. But then season 10 uh, of American Horror Story just came out. I think yeah. it's season 10 or 11. It's double yeah. feature. Right. And the first two episodes of that are out. And I watched that and I was like this is really good again. No, it's so okay. Well, I, I, and maybe it was just like mm. the expectations were so low that it, yeah. it got me there, but it was certainly a lot more interesting. And that, I mean, Evan Peters, nice. uh, whenever he shows up, I feel like he really yeah. does a lot for that show. But yeah, I've been enjoying it. But yeah, man, the, the ups and downs of television, for yeah. sure. For sure. As long as you stick to landing. You can have a you can have a little sloppy sloppy middle area. I'll be fine with it. It's sure, just, whatever. Everything is like <laughs> forty to fifty minutes now. Like every show, and so that's why, like with anime, it's like, well, if it's a boring episode, it's like twenty minutes and you're done. Yeah. So, you, so at least you have that. Yeah, I treat the uh, I treat the twenty minute live action shows like gold. Yeah, right. I have like a, I have like yeah. a stockpile of yeah. them. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, speaking of things that are relatively short in comparison to other video games. Hubert, tell me about 12 minutes. I 12 minutes. Uh, this 
you know, this is a game that we saw at events and stuff, and we were like, this looks really cool. Yeah. Incredible cast. Yeah. Um, and then it got, I, I saw the IGN review was very positive, mm-hmm. but then after release, I feel like the, the reaction has been kind of mixed. Yeah. The longer the game goes on, the worse it gets. You know, if this was mm-hmm. a one-hour game, it would be like perfect, <laughs> dude. Quit like, your head. Yeah, like the begin. You know, the the I, initial. I feel like games are afraid to do that. Yeah, <laughs> the initial premise and atmosphere and mechanics are gripping, and they're mm-hmm. so intense. I mean, it's a basically a, a home invasion. Yeah, someone breaks into your house, ties you up, and is like beating the shit out of your wife, asking about a pocket watch. She's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Uh, and then you get caught in these time loops, and you have to figure it out. You got to figure out what the hell to do. Mm-hmm. And early on, figuring those things out happens really naturally. It's so fun. You keep getting little snippets of, you know, information, or maybe you'll discover something. Like it's so funny. In, in the process of figuring it out, though, are you seeing a lot of the same content over and over again? So- Eventually, as, as I said, the, the longer the game goes on, no. that starts happening. But early on, you know, no spoilers, but like after the loop happens, you like you're like, what the hell? Then it's you can like talk to your wife differently of like, hey, like something's going on. Like we're, you're in a, and she's like, what? What are you talking about? Right. So you have to find ways to like get more information and then use that information to solve problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just figuring things out in the early goings is really fun. You know, like the the developers know that gamers love weapons, so like right in the fir- right on the counter is just a knife you can pick up. <laughs> and this game is dark. This game is very intense at some points. Like you can just kill your wife. You can like stab her in the gut slowly as she screams, "Why?" That was so a lot of description for that. Because <laughs> it is so dark. Yeah, you can hide yeah. in the closet. As Viewer like, wants you to know exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, how yeah, dark absolutely. it is. Absolutely. This game is... Ben, why did you do that? <laughs> I feel second-hand ben, shame. The, what the hell's the matter with you, man? <laughs> this game is... Slowly. So, why she screams. Yeah, it's so intense. The atmosphere in this game is like Annapurna, dude. To, like, top-tier, yeah, yeah. pulling me in... Like no other game, like the first hour, I was I was all in on this. Yeah, uh, and then it kind of starts stalling. At least, at least for me, you know, mm. because I I started getting stuck at some parts and like some things were confusing and like, you know, you'll have to let things play out. And the only thing you can fast forward are kind of the conversations, and it's like really weird and like not very efficient. Mm. So I'm like, you know, it'll like oh. skip a little bit, skip a little bit. But then you have to like go through all of the motions to maybe get back to where you were to try something new. And if that doesn't work, do it all again. Yeah. If that doesn't work, do it all again. And it's like after a while that really starts to wear on you and it yeah. and it starts to kill the atmosphere. Man, having not played the game, right? So I'm just going yeah. off of your uh, impressions here. It almost sounds like the 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 act of being a game kind of hurts maybe like the best qualities of this thing. Yes and no. Like, we've seen movies like this, like, that premise of, like, oh, like, there's something going on that we don't know, like, the home invasion style, you know, what are they really here for? Um, Because the game part of it in the beginning was so fun. It was like, oh, I found a phone. What can I do with this? Like, call 911, you know? Mm -hmm. What the hell are they going to do? Or, sure, you know, know, find the, the knife or... 
hearing more information and then maybe asking your wife about certain things and like the game aspect is really fun in the beginning because you feel like right you're in this loop and you can like that's such a cool it's it's such a cool premise of like what would you do to get out like if that happened yeah. to you you know what yeah. would you tell your like yo yeah. we're in a loop we're yeah. in a time like what are you talking about yeah like i, I don't know it's cool yeah, don't don't think this the wrong way. If you yeah. told me we were in a time loop, I wouldn't believe you at all. Yeah. I wouldn't. You're screaming at me. Like, I, I can just be... imagine though that there is that frustration of like you said you were so invested yeah. the, the first hour and all in, and yeah. then like that interest just slowly waning away because yeah. of of the format of things. Yeah, um, and like there's a game that we're going to talk about here very soon. Something that I really admire about Psychonauts 2 is I feel like so much of what I was doing kind of played into the world building or reinforced the narrative in a really strong way. Mm -hmm. Whereas it, it, here, it just kind of sounds like you just kind of hit a point where you want to move forward, you want to get more of it, but you can't. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you know, don't want to get into any story details, but you may or may not like the resolution or like what it all, what it all is, you know, cause it is a mystery game, you know, that's always the hardest thing about is, those stories. I, yeah. I feel like most of the time, like I get really invested in those types of stories, Yeah. but the, they, they, and they master the mystery part. But of course, just like you build so much up mm -hmm. that when it comes to the payoff, you're just like, Oh, that it, the, 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 the release doesn't match the buildup in a way. Yeah. And I, I don't blame them. That's very, very, very difficult to do. I yeah. think in almost anything, the buildup is more interesting. But totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um so it doesn't it doesn't last too long, you know, it's like three ish. Oh wow. I thought it would just four ish like or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like three to five hours or something. I think it took me like four or something on Steam sure. instead. Um and I'm happy I played it. I mean Yeah. I just I, I oh it's like we're talking about length, you know? It's like mm -hmm. could could it have been better if they had just made it shorter? Or like if there you'd was have more questions, but you would have left on a better note. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because again, I just I really liked the beginning. I loved that I played it. I'm always down for more games like this, and the atmosphere is just so, so solid, mm -hmm. so gripping. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's just, the thing that makes it resonate extra hard. Is I, I know how big into narrative type games that you mm -hmm. are. You know, you really love the Telltale games. You yeah. really champion those. Life is Strange, obviously. And so for this to to walk away kind of being like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Willem Dafoe comes at the door and he's just a badass and he's yeah. like, this is the best. Yeah, how, overall, <laughs> how, how is kind of that? Like Willem Dafoe voice, yeah. you know? It's just like such a kick. <laughs> how is that all-star cast overall? Great, dude. James McAvoy, unrecognizable for really? me. He, he wow. gives a good performance. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't even sound like him. Like he's doing something. Yeah. Uh, Daisy Ridley, really good. Willem Dafoe, really good. They they sound like themselves. Sure. But uh, James McAvoy does a pretty cool. I mean, cool job. man, no one sounds like Willem Dafoe. Like, yeah, he's just such Iconic a singular voice. Force. Yeah. So threatening, you know. He's yeah. the guy that like breaks into your house. Yeah. Willem Dafoe. He's like, just naturally <laughs> disturbing. Yeah, yeah. It's menacing. Yeah, it's so menacing. Just getting tied up. It's nuts. The the premise of the game is nuts. You were when you're explaining this, you reminded me of the Groundhog Day VR game that I played, Whoa. which had a lot of you know went much more the comedy route than this yeah. going the dramatic like thriller route. But based on the Groundhog Day, it's a sequel to the Groundhog Day movie. Sick. That's wild. And yeah. it's 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 fun and relevant if you really like Groundhog Day. It actually yeah. has some moments that I was like I got a little misty. I'm like oh because you know his 
father has passed away and you've gone to this place and you never really got along with Bill Murray as your dad. And so you're like learning a lot about him and you didn't know this happened. So like it happens to you and you like tell your mom and she's like, oh yeah, we thought this might, you know, could happen to you. I don't know. Um, But it's like no matter how hard they tried to bridge those gaps when you're going back through it again, like you just get tired. You just get tired. I'll just go back to an environment again and see it and like, yeah. I'm just imagining staring at the same like yeah. three or four rooms. Yeah, you know, like... there's the bedroom, living room, and bathroom, and that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it just gets tired. And the the movement's a little clunky. You know, it's a point and click adventure game. Mm-hmm. Like you click mm-hmm. where you want to go. You know, examine like the paintings on walls or the fridge. Uh, you get a little inventory. You can like combine items and mm. use things in the environment. Uh, really intuitive controls, but a little little cumbersome. Mm-hmm. Just not not that smooth. So. Mm. But overall, would you recommend it even at even at four hours? Ah, I'm a big Willem Dafoe fan. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, it's on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, if you really love like movies, narrative adventures, you know, I think the hardest I, thing I, it's going a recommendation into it. with like proceed with caution. It's you know? not even. It's not even like the loop stuff or be getting stuck or or that. I think the 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 biggest hurdle that you created for me is just like yeah, the resolution's not that good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think no. Because yeah. I mean, if you have that in the back of your mind going into it, yeah, it, it makes it harder. Like I that's think. and that's. <laughs> it's funny because like so many things are expectations. Yeah. And I had heard just on my Twitter feed like bad ending <laughs> from a lot of people. Mm. Yo, ending is terrible. So I went in like okay, you know the ending. I'm prepared. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm prepared for this ending to be really stupid, whatever. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I just, never mind. It's just, I like the it's on Game Pass, like, yeah. sticker to put on the box. Right. Like, Hu- Huber shrugging his shoulders. It's on Game Pass. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's like getting punched and, yeah. like, the Game Pass is, like, putting a glove on. Just softening <laughs> yeah. it. You know, yeah. With the Game Pass, you know what I could do? Yeah. Is I recommend playing for 60 minutes. Okay. And then just stop. Yeah, honestly, man, right. you'll experience think, the best of it. Yeah, yeah. that's probably true. But you know? I, I, it would be hard, I think, getting invested in the story yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Well, then if you want to keep going, go. Yeah. But yeah. just call uh, Huber, and he'll he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll, yeah. he'll break it down yeah. to you <laughs> gently. You just watch, just watch Old Yeller for an hour and fifteen minutes, and then shut it off. Yeah, you know uh, the part. Shut it down. Shut it down. Well, uh, games that did not disappoint. Psychonauts two, man. Yeah, um, this fe- this. I see more screenshots of this, this and hear more, you know, just takes from people, and it's yeah. just like, yes, I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah it, this one, this one is definitely rough because I'm the only uh, one of the allies that's played through the whole thing. Brad is working on it for sure, uh, but I want this is definitely a, a game that I want all the allies to play, uh, and it's my game of the year right now. Like it's not, it's like nice. not even a question. It's you know, it's not something that I have to like. Um, so cool. Sit down and, and, and go over and like did none of that on my bingo card, Psychonauts 2. Yeah. Goaty. Yeah. <laughs> like I was really looking forward to it. I was super excited. I knew I was gonna play it. And it even at like relatively high expectations, like it just crushed that. <laughs> um, because honestly, with Double Flame games and with and with Psychonauts itself, like I really love uh Psychonauts 1. But the act of playing Psychonauts 1, kind of the nuts and bolts of it, doesn't always match, like, it's kind of out-of-the-box ideas. You know, it's a game that you play because it's so creative and fun, not because, like, this is one of the best platformers. Whereas Psychonauts 2 
completely manages to put both of those things up on the same level where it's like this plays incredibly well. You know, I think this compares favorably to a Nintendo platformer. Wow. Or like uh, Roger and Clank or something. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's super smooth. I'm not saying that like it's it's absolutely the best. I'm just trying to emphasize that I think mechanically they've really stepped this thing up and that is so impressive because like this game is gorgeous. Like it, it's so nice to play a game where kind of visually and technically things are on the same mm. level. And it is the kind of game where it's like going into the Rio I was like I am going to err on the side of like capturing not enough versus capturing too much because some of these areas are just so creative and cool. It's like, it truly is like that feeling of you'll come into a new area and your, your mouth will just drop and you're just like, I can't believe you thought of this. And that was like the number one thing in my head is I can't believe you thought of this. I played all of Psychonauts one. Uh, and that game is extremely creative, but this is just a, a, a whole nother level. And I think, it, it just works together in unison so well where it's like, okay, the environment that I'm exploring, not only is it extremely creative, but thematically and narratively, it has a purpose. This isn't just some abstract thing. This is a thing that ties into what I am doing. Hmm. Um, and that is what makes it so, so, so fun. And God damn, this game is funny. Like, I, <laughs> I like stand-up comedy a lot. I, I spend a lot of time consuming comedy, but the com the comedians that I tend to like tend to be, like, surlier and edgier and, like, potty-mouthed and, and, and that kind of more adult humor. This this style of humor, I would say, by and large, outside of, like, my love of Psychonauts, is not typically my style of humor. It's very wholesome, uh, very cutesy, very, very playful. Puns? Yeah, absolutely. But oh, yeah. like it's my favorite. It's so good <laughs> and so sharp that it's like it is it is a riot. And what I what I love is, you know, obviously the major scenes, right? Uh the characters that you meet, like the major characters, all that stuff is great. Some of the funniest bits were just like me exploring the world and just being like, oh, what does this person have to say? And being like, that is hilarious. Like that's <laughs> so funny. Uh and I think that's what really makes this game special is you know, it's 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 big. It's got this giant world that you can explore. There's collectibles all over the place. And it's one of the few games that I can point to and be like, there's no wasted space here. Like, this world feels thought out and purposeful in a way that makes it so enchanting. Hmm. You know, I'm not just, like, running to get to the next thing. It's on my way to the next thing, like, it's just as much fun as, you know, the destination or the next main quest or, or whatever it is. And so, yeah, I, I really um, don't have enough good things to say about it, for sure. Nice. I keep seeing uh, just little clips in the feed, and every time mm. I'm just like, oh, it looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> just the visuals really pop. Yeah, and, you know, when they've shown it off um, at, like, conferences and stuff, it, it's, it looks good. But seeing it, you know... Mm -hmm on your television or on your monitor in motion, I think really, yeah. it, it the, the trailers don't do it justice. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm most excited, not only just for, for Double Fine, but I'm excited um, uh, for like irreverence. Mm. Cause like that doesn't necessarily, you know, 
tend to do like commercially extremely well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but like I just love like kind of the like the lemony snicket ish, you know, like attitude about everything right. uh, in that world from playing the first Psychonauts. And so the fact that so many people, you know, might potentially be into this or find that humor funny. Because like yeah. you were you were pointing out it's not it's not like rash and it's not, you know, like purely for adults. No. But, like it is I mean at least that first game was odd. And like there oh, were just yeah. some stuff popped up. You're like, where are they going with this? And yeah. I, I love kind of diving into worlds that are that obtuse and, and, and bonkers. Yeah, it's very much that, that kind of like Tim Burton style where like Tim Burton can definitely do a thing that is like appropriate for all ages, but there's something kind of disturbing about it, sure. something kind of odd. And a good example of that is like the first area that you go into where it's <clears throat> it's just walls of teeth. Yeah. And you're like, this isn't inappropriate. Like, yeah. This isn't R-rated, but yeah. there's this is unsettling yeah. you know, as, as a result. <laughs> um, and you mentioned kind of, Brandon, uh, irreverence. And I think that that is such a good point. I went for irreverence because I think something else that's really striking about this game is even a lot of original things that we play now, I, I find that they're, they're, the, the source of their inspiration is like so obvious right. or they're like so referential. And that's okay. You know, I, I like it when creators are inspired by other things. But sometimes I, I feel like a lot of creations like really lean heavily on like, oh, man, I really like Star Wars or, or whatever it is, you know. And it's, it's very obvious to kind of trace the lineage. Like, you know, of course, there are other Psychonauts games, right? I'm not ignoring the existence of that, but I would say Psychonauts as a whole, and I think what Psychonauts 2 is a good example of, is it feels really, truly, wholly original. Mm. You know, it's like, it it has its own ideas. It's not desperately leaning on, you know, pop culture of the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely uses that stuff. Of course there are connections you can make. Of course there are references. But I would say, by and large, you know, a lot of it uh, kind of stands on its own. Um, the whole thing just gives me hope. Yeah. You know? It, mm-hmm. it, like, feeds me. It gives me life. It's, like, such yeah. good, positive news yeah. in this industry right now is this game that had such a following, mm-hmm. such expectations for this thing. It's been so long. Yeah. Uh, and it comes out, and just it's it's loved by the fans of the original and yeah. now a whole new audience. Yeah. It's just what you want to see. You love to see it. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying this jokingly, but <clears throat> when I was doing the review for this and I was putting the score on it, uh, I was thinking to myself, like, there are times where I'll do reviews and I'm like, man, I don't know how other people are going to feel about this. Yeah. Or, like, I, I'm not surprised that some people didn't like No More Heroes 3, right? Like, there, there are just times where you're like, I could see somebody not enjoying this. Yeah. With Second Night 2, I was like, it's impossible. Like, <laughs> everyone either likes this, and if you don't like this, you're wrong. Like, and I'm, of course I'm joking. I, I, I accept people not liking it. But, yeah, I think you said it best, Huber. I think giving us hope is, is totally right, where it's like, it's just this, this, like, imaginative, colossal beast. And it there's, like, nothing gross about it yeah. like yeah. it's just not only yeah. not only are there like yeah. no microtransactions yeah. or anything weird like that yeah. it's just like yeah just like, like this this game of the year is yeah. is on game but you can just play it right now yeah. just download it just download it yeah. um well i, I like yeah. it being a win for double fine because they're like a they're a strange company because they're like publishing all sorts of crazy stuff like yeah. they'll, they'll, their names will be attached to stuff even going back to 360 like they were like there was like some tower defense game i remember the iron brigade that was double fine they put they published and i was like you know, nothing to do with development i don't believe Leave, but I was like obsessed with it, and yet they still have this kind of grassroots yeah. vibe. They did 
Second Age? What was their point? Broken point? Age. Broken Age. Yeah. Which didn't go over well. I, I didn't play well, either of them, but I heard a lot of mixed things about it. And so yeah. it's just like nice that they're not only getting a win, but it's a win on a huge game that they spent a lot of time with and uh, a franchise that they'd already established mm-hmm. and a sequel that wasn't like, it wasn't like a Shenmue thing where like we need the resolution to the story yeah. or yeah. it's like these types of games have gone away. It's just mm-hmm. like, just more of that, please. Just more of that excellent thing they made. And it's just neat that they showed up and, you know, rang all the bells. It's funny that you bring up Broken Age because that was another project that I was really excited for and I played through both episodes and was disappointed by, but I I feel like kind of the refrain with Double Fine, at least for me, is like, well, we have some forgiveness because, you know, they're they're doing something so different, so original, so inventive. And so you you have like that little bit of forgiveness in you, even though you're like, ah, it didn't quite work out. Sure. I think that's why I liked uh, 12 Minutes a little bit. It felt kind of, they were trying something. And you, I think naturally you have that instinct, right? Where it's like, well, you're you're trying. There's something noble in high effort failure, right? (laughs) Like, um, and I, I... I don't mean that in like an insulting way. Like I do have a lot of respect for that, and I think a lot of times, like if if you're really pushing yourself, I think a lot of times it won't quite work out. So that's why Psychonauts Two is such a big deal for me. Where it's like there are no qualifiers here. Like this isn't just good for a double fine game. This isn't just good for like a weird project that's a little bit different than normal. It's like this stands toe to toe with anything else out there. You know, mechanically. Uh, story-wise, which I haven't even gotten into, uh, and is another thing that I really want to talk about. I, I, and Hubert, I feel like you could either uh, deny me here or back me up, where I, I feel like as games have gotten older uh, and, and more mature and we're trying to kind of uh, diversify the stories that we're talking about, mm-hmm. I think that's really important. But sometimes I think in an effort to say something meaningful, games get a little bit too heavy-handed and it's like, this is what we're talking about. Like, yeah. this is a game about depression. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, yeah, like, yeah, kind of yeah. shoved in your face yeah. where it's like, I appreciate what you're trying to do, yeah. but it's just, like, so on the nose. Totally. Um, I think that's why stuff like Celeste really stands out because you're like, yeah, oh. It's just, like, kind of a yeah. breath of fresh air. You're like, right. yes, there's so other ways to do example. this. Um, <laughs> Psychonauts 2 deals with heavy stuff, and it's not at all in your face about it, where it's like, you're not going to sit here and tell me, like, oh, this is our theme. Like, you're not going to spell it out. You're going to have, like, some piecing together of what's going on, Using again, using the environment to tell the story. And it's just, it, I think it resonates that much harder because it feels more natural. That's awesome. Uh, you know, despite the fact that you're in an insane uh, world, for sure. Also, goddamn, something I... You could you could have had me like be, be like give me fifty reasons why you're excited about Psychonauts two okay, not one of those fifty reasons would have been the boss fight. <laughs> Never in a million years would I be like, I, this is gonna have some of the best boss ba- battles I've done in a very long time, and it does. The boss battles are so Shit. inventive and fun and like like what they have you do. It's not just like stun the enemy. It's like. There's a, there's a puzzle element to them. There's an act of figuring them out uh, that, is, that is so, so much fun. Yeah, there's one in particular that, like, I just think about it, and it makes me really, really, really happy. So, yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. I think the only thing that is tough is, like, there's a catch-up video that you can do if you want to get into the story, but I, mm. I do think playing the first one before the second one yeah. does help you a lot. And that, that always, like... Hurts the recommendation a little bit because I know a lot of people mm-hmm. haven't played through, uh, 
kind of plays it. Daniel Bloodworth playing it right now. You can, you can go back through his playthrough. Yeah, yeah, he's, pretty, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. pretty far. Yeah. You can and it's like under it. 10 hours, Brad said. He just went through the first one this year Streaming to catch up. Yeah, I would say like it's 10, 12 around there. Maybe yeah. a little less. I think Brad, yeah, he said it was like eight hours yeah. or something. Yeah, it's it's pretty chill. Uh, Brandon, a game that you were bringing that I'm so excited because I I love this series and I try to champion this series whenever I can. That is Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Yeah, baby. It's Ben Bait. I knew it. Yeah, it is. I knew it's it absolutely... when I bought it, when I downloaded yeah. it, <laughs> when I played every last little chapter. And you playing every last little chapter, I think, really speaks to what I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, Huber, I thought about you because you were going to be on this episode and uh, it, it, it might not seem like something that is integral to the Pikmin experience, but I bounced off of Pikmin 2. I don't remember a lot of Pikmin 2. Yeah, I just I, the first one. I, all, my, all my 100 Pikmin died with one roll of a boss. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> you know, it was like at level, boss fights can be brutal. I was at level like 7 out of a 10 in a dungeon, and I would have to go back and literally just generate 100 Pokemon again to go back in. And I was like, I don't feel like doing that. But um, Pikmin 1 and 3... Uh, player. You said Pokemon. How's it? Oh, sorry. Pick no, no, no. Can three. you can you imagine though, like a Pokemon <laughs> sure. game where you just like you have you dozens of your own Pokemon your, just die. Your Pokedex <laughs> just gets hacked. So yeah. You're like, what happened? Yeah. Um, player housing, baby. Dude, in home, cozy three? homes. What? Uh, just because you're in this spaceship, like you are on this, you're on this, oh, this planet, yeah, yeah, and at the end of the night, because I love time yeah, of day yeah, changes yeah, let's and be careful. stuff like that. Let's not yeah. Player housing, yeah, right? Yeah, you don't get to stylize it, but. There's this incredibly cozy vibe of like taking off from this planet, and then you got to wait until you know sunrise to get back down there. So it's really dangerous during the, you know at night, and you're just in your little pod up in space, you know, just kind of like you know Hanging accounting out. for they all have to write their little diary entries, you know, what they're thinking about from home, and um, and it definitely has this like uh, you know. Um, this big business is like the villain, you know, like mm-hmm. especially like the Olimar <laughs> sections. He's just like my boss, man. Yes. He's really got me down, and, yes. and like they have to get enough food to like bring yeah. back to their planet because they're managing all of their resources Pick very poorly. Has that as well, so yeah. it's like surprising kind of like undercurrent of like you know uh, mm-hmm. uh, political turmoil. But uh, you have these three different characters. You eventually you know get all of them, and um, I like uh, the way they say Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> The voices are so funny, and they, yeah, yeah the, how they, you know, their personalities and how they bounce off of each other. Um, but just that, what they added in the third game that I thought was interesting, I can't remember if the second game just had adopted the the formula from the first game, but the first game's like, you have this much time, period. Yes. And in the third game, it's like, you have, you can go and collect fruit, and then you can bottle the fruit into cartridges that you could, you know, use for like a day mm-hmm. and stack those up. And when I finished, I had like 78 left or something. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, pretty, not, it's pretty generous. It's yeah. not something you're scared of, mm-hmm. but it's still like, yeah. you know, like when you see, when like you're like out in the world and like a little icon yeah. comes up, yeah. it's like more fruit. And you're like, yeah. Well, and it's, it's so satisfying <laughs> because like the fruit that you get they they don't know what it is right like they've never encountered this before so they'll like give it its own name. The names are really and the, funny. They're yeah. really funny and like just them having the juice and then like kind of commentating on it. It's it's, it's so charming. <laughs> I feel the only th- one of my biggest notes is there's this gal I can't remember her name who's at is it Brittany is that her or what? What's Brittany the... is the the yeah she's, lady. she's she's yeah. the one that's kind of monitoring how much juice they have. Yeah. She like is infatuated with it. So she's like sad when she has to like, she's like, man, I wish I could drink all of it by myself. I got to share it with my fellow astronauts. But like she says different things every time you like stock another one in the inventory Mm -hmm. and they're not based on how much you have. I think when you get really low, she gets scared. And there's one point in the story actually where they kind of like threaten your stock. But like, I wanted her at one point to be like, hey, let's check out. Well, I have a lot. You know, like, I was like, yeah, like 70, man. Like, I was hoping there's gonna be one dialogue option for like when you pass some numbers. She's just like, we are totally fine. Um, 
but it's 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 more than a puzzle game. It's more than like all the exploration to me. Like that really is like kind of a crucial part of its survival aspects. Like mm-hmm. I definitely feel like I am, even though it's just like the most endearing, cute, bubbly, you know, experience overall. There still is a little bit of danger. You know, like a little bit of scariness of different types of monsters Boss coming in and taking you. them out. It's really not that big of a deal if you lose like six Pikmin, but like the little ghosts. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Especially when I'm just like, oh, okay, day's almost over. Here we go. Wait, what? And there's just one guy. And I'm like, where is he? What? And I see like where he is in the map. Yeah. I'm like, no. Like, there's no time to go get him. Like, well, what's <laughs> nice is in three, I believe, uh, they added the thing where like before you had to make sure you got back before the end of the day to your ship. Otherwise, you'd lose everybody. But here, I think as long as the pigmen are in your party, God. you're fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is... Trust there's me. A, yeah, there's sure definitely is, yeah, there's yeah. definitely a lot of safeguards there. But there's just there's something about, you know, I I I wanna love strategy more than I do. Mm. Because a lot of times I don't have the patience for it. Yeah. But um or it's just too damn hard. You know, yeah. like I'll play just some RTS game and just get wrecked. Of course. Um but like I, I love momentum. So I love tower defense. I love building and building and building and getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And it's really satisfying to see that kind of stuff in real time. Mm-hmm. And what's what's genius about these three characters, which is why in Pikmin Four, I'm really curious to see like how they, um, how they move that because there's not. I was like, oh no, it's gonna be such a headache juggling between them. And then when they would introduce new Pikmin, it's like, man, I bet there's like 20 different types in this game. And like, there's not. There's only yeah. like six. Yeah. And you just have these three characters. And like, after a while, kind of like in StarCraft, how you like start getting the groove of like, okay, you 10 guys go over there. And then you over, you know, and you're not just focusing on one team. You have like kind of four pot, you know, yeah. you know, plates spinning at the same time. It's neat to like tell one person, like, okay, go there and tell me when you're there. And then you're like working on this. She's like, I'm here. And you're like, okay, grab those. Now go meet me over here. And you'll see them kind of crisscrossing or like yeah. you'll be underneath the bridge and you'll see them like walking it's overhead. Fun. So like it's it's neat to ha- see all those tactical decisions like playing out. Right. And it's a slow game. Like there's yeah. there's definitely, you see them pick those things up and like slowly <laughs> make it back to, you know, try to make it back to base. But there's like a fun tension to that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of about doing a bunch of slow things quickly, <laughs> right? Though. Yeah, because you're you, you know you have these days. How much only, can you get done in a day? Right, yeah. you're, you're, you have a very limited amount of time, and so it's like, yes, you're right. Like them picking up a giant thing of fruit and bringing it back to the ship that does take a while. But while they're doing that, you need to be like, okay, we're gonna go over here and then grab this, and so like you have kind of like all of these things operating on any given map. For and sure. I totally didn't need to, but I restarted like three or four days when I just I was like almost done with the day. And I'm like. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that thing was over there, but right. now I do. And okay, we're like, I, I could have been fine. <laughs> but yeah. I was and like, that, no, gotta go back. That process of learning uh, is is what's so satisfying about it because, like, obviously, as the game goes on, like, it asks you to do more and more things, and you're like, oh, I'm familiar with this area now. Like, I know how to get here or to go there or like how to defeat this thing. And so you like become more efficient in spending your day just because you have more knowledge. And that's that's a with super the flying Pikmin in two. Or were those added Pikmin. in three? Uh, the rock Pikmin and the pink Pikmin are new in Pikmin. Three. I know the, Oh, okay. Yeah, so the flying Pikmin are new because um, I think the I think it's purple and white are the the new ones in two. If I remember correctly, I could be getting it wrong. But the flying Pikmin are great because like they can't. You can take them over water because they'll just fly over the water. So you go under the water, but they just stay above. Nice. Um, but they can't go in. You need the blue Pikmin, and they hold those blue Pikmin forever mm. <laughs> because you're like so. Fam- I was so familiar with them, and I'm just like you're you're passing all these rivers. Like, come on, give me the blue Pikmin. And it's neat because the game does kind of point you in one direction for the story. But at any point, you can go back, and mm. if you if you like get some new p- type of Pikmin, you're like, oh, screw the story. I'm going back there. 
spend three days there and just you know get all those open up all those gates that I saw before. But uh, it's also neat because they'll kind of go as the crow flies. So if you give if you send them on an object, they'll fly it like over Boom. something. But you they might not go back through an area that you cleared. So they might be like, oh, the base is right on the other side of this hill. And then while they're Danger. on their way over there, pass by something that'll light them on fire. And you're yeah. like, no. So it's 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 neat to like get a oh, sense man. of like what's on the map and like how like th- there are some crazy tense like areas in the dark where like you there's something like chasing you or there's a lot of enemies you can't like really, you know, destroy or stop. You just kind of have to like negotiate how you're going to, you know, move around them in an environment. You mentioned uh, like losing a bunch of pigment to like a boss or something. And that sucks, but nothing feels worse than when you like accidentally drown or burn a lot of pigment. <laughs> that is the worst feeling. Yeah. Um, but avoidable loss. But you just go back to your save. You just, you can just reboot. You know, if you if you end that day, and, like, all of them are dead. You're like, let me start over. You know, and just um, and you can even go back. Like if you even do the start the next day, and you're like, no, you can go back and like go back two days. And, like that day, nice. I want to start from that day, and it'll say like you're erasing everything that happened after oh, wow. this. You're like that's I don't care it's fine, because um, I can I can just be a perfectionist with that stuff. It's really yeah. nice to like build up those resources, um, get the perfect run. And I forgot how realistic the world is. Mm-hmm. Like the Pikmin are so cartoony, and Olimar and all those other people are so cartoony, and, and the world logs. is like yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. just really good. Logs. It's very yeah. Honey I Shrunk. You know, the kids. It's just like you're 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 in these massive environments, and like all of the objects that you pick up are like uh, very realistic and. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it, and, you know, the environments change as you go on. You go into, like, colder environments or, or places that are, like, mostly under, uh, have a lot of water or, um, yeah, there were a lot of, like, train sequences. There's a lot of, like, platforms you would get on that would move in a certain way. So, again, it's just, like, once you're getting on that, it's, like, I'm going to be stuck on this for 30 seconds to a minute. So what else can I do with, like, another character in that time? Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, it's just, you know, I bounced off Pikmin too hard and, like, there was no point in this game where I was, like, ah, you know, it's, like. Yeah, really I enjoyed it. If anything, I, when I was done with the last boss, I was like, oh, I didn't know that was the last boss. <laughs> I almost wish, and it's not perfect in this. There are definitely things that I think you can criticize about it. But, uh, you know, with like Nintendo games, I think a lot of people are like, okay, the beginning is like way too slow. Like you don't have to over-explain every single thing. And I definitely think Pikmin 3 is like guilty of that to some degree. But it has kind of like a slow opening. But it's one that I feel like you're very active in, where mm-hmm. it's like the beginning is like super friendly and chill and gets you used to all these mechanics. And then like by the time you get to the end of the game and like that crazy final boss fight, like it's a really nice progression and test of your skills as well. So. And then there's the Olimar stuff, which is totally separate. There's like two big Olimar chapters. And those are fun because those are like my least favorite uh, RTS type missions. But like every now and then in RTS, they're like, you have these 10 dudes, that's it, go. And you're like, oh, so you have to be like really careful. Spec like ops. what? So yeah, you don't have to worry about like how many of this color do I need? They just give you a bunch of Pokemon and they're like, it's a puzzle, yeah. figure it out. Pokemon. And those, re- I'm sorry, Pikmin. And those revisited a lot of the same maps, and mm. but were still really, really clever. And Did you do any of the... Um, like time trial stuff. I th- yes. Okay, because when the when I the demo came out, stuff, yeah. I tried that stuff and I was like, oh my god, this is super fun. Yeah. Because you 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 like go and it it's like kind of Pikmin, you know, in micro it, it like micro Pikmin where you'll get through and you'll be like, oh okay, now I know what to do, and it's like okay, I've got two minutes or whatever it is to manage these guys as, as tight as possible and clear every goal and like get the gold or however it's ranked. But yeah, it was super fun. Man, I think, Brandon, I don't know if you're with me on this, 
statement, but I think Pikmin is like one of the best things Nintendo does and is absolutely up there with like other Nintendo juggernauts and most people don't realize that. Well, it's not like anything. I yeah. mean, I can't I can't think of another game that does, you know, that uh has that specific blend of like completely unique style yeah. um and like, you know, calling upon like you know again strategy and platforming elements that we've seen in other things Mm -hmm. so it's like you you know it's like if you get to a point where it's like here's the marker when we when you can take your your partner and throw them over to the other end and then they're on the other end and you can switch to them and you can throw them pikmin you just can't go over with them Mm -hmm. and so like you have to separate it's just like such a easy fundamental thing to understand you're like Mm -hmm. i got it you're separating these two areas cool and then like 30 minutes like 30 minutes later like the day's over and i'm like I could have just nailed that. I know I could have gotten so much done in that one day. And even though I don't need to, like, I want to go back and, and just, like, immediately run to that spot, you know. And, um, uh, you, you know, like, again, like you were saying, uh, with 12 minutes, you're like sometimes, and I mentioned with Groundhog Day, where it's, like, kind of replaying the same steps. You can get kind of repetitive. But there's just, like, yeah. something about, you know, doing it perfectly, like, be, you know, really micromanaging them. And it, yeah. you know, kudos that, like, you know, you can have a hundred of these things out, mm-hmm. and it's just like conceptually, that would seem like such an easy thing to be like, how many do I need, or how many of no, this color do I you have, want way or whatever. More than hundred, like, yeah. Nope. Um, yeah. In kind of contrast to Twelve Minutes, though, where I think you ran into the problem of, I need to do this exact thing to move forward. What is that? Like, of course, there are solutions to puzzles in Pikmin, and there are best ways of doing things, but I think kind of throughout the journey, you develop kind of your own play style. Like, I bet the way that you play Pikmin 3 and solve things is different than the way that I... I never thought about that, yeah, but sure. Yeah, I yeah. play... I, I solve things and play Pikmin 3, and I, I, I love that the design of, of it kind of allows for that, where it's like, there are all these things that you need to do, but we're going to give you the freedom in this amount of time to do it however you want. Yeah. And, like... Even even like the Pikmin that you bring into battle and how you use them or or like specifically micromanage them, like I do feel like there's like just a little bit of room for um, player expression, and I I think part of that is is what makes it so like absorbing is when you're solving these things. It's not like oh I'm just solving it this one way. It's like I feel like I'm kind of coming to this on my own. Which is nice. I appreciate this, and I know this like steams a lot of people, especially when I check out a franchise I'm not familiar with, and then mm-hmm. telling them about my experience, but like you can kind of beat against the limitations in this game. Like, mm. I like that they're very clear. They're like, there are these big ant, you know, uh, anteater-looking things, and, like, if it's got a red beak, it spits fire, and if it's got a blue beak, it spits water, and the red guys don't like water, and the blue guys, or anybody, really, like, the, you know, the yellow guys especially, like, don't like fire. Like, they light up really easily. And so I'm like, I have a bunch of yellow guys, and there's, like, a fire dude, and it's like, whatever. <laughs> and the game's very much like, no, that's not the way you're supposed I'm like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, you know, I'll do enough damage. I have 50 of these things. So it's, you know, like, e- even when you go up against, you know, these natural limitations the game sets you, you can kind of just muscle your way yeah. past them if you, yeah. if you need to. Yeah, that's exactly, uh, exactly And it's just I mean. resources, man. There's so many things. Like, the day's almost over, and you're like, oh, and you go back, and you look around the corner, and it's just like some shiny thing, and you're like, yeah, what the hell's that? that? You know, so like, it's hard, it's hard to walk by stuff and yeah. be like, I'll get it tomorrow. Well, it's not even... Enough time. It's not even just, like, the composition of your Pikmin, right? You need all these different colors because they do their own thing. But the Pikmin themselves, they have, like, three different states, depending either on how long you leave them in the ground or right. if you feed them nectar. Yeah. So there's, like, different levels within the same group of Pikmin, and that's the decision you have to make where it's like, okay, I think these Pikmin are going to die. Do I want to buff them up beforehand? Do I not? Like, just... So many things that you kind of have to either think of as you're preparing for a big moment or kind of decide uh, 
in the heat of the moment, which makes it the fun. rock Pikmin shattering glass like never gets old. Oh, Every it's time super it's fun! The way they bounce <laughs> off the sound. They're also great. super cute. Yeah. Um, we're gonna be talking about Nintendo on uh, today's sizzle. Get us, uh, get us a little spicy. Sizzle. Something I always think about with you, Huber, and I was thinking about you when I wrote this sizzle is that not that you're like anti handheld, but you, among like, especially in the game shows days, I feel like yeah. you were less into handhelds. Oh yeah. Um, in comparison Honestly, to a lot of the so other. much of that is because of Dragon Quest Nine. Oh, because it was you, so superior, yeah. and it was so compromised. Yeah. You just didn't. That is just, one of yeah. the pinnacle, huh. like the, the one of goes the back prime moments. Yeah, yeah, that's very funny. It's yeah. So good. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> for this reason. sizzle, I want to know what, in your opinion, is the worst major successful Nintendo handheld. So you know, you can't do like things that no one cared about. Like I'm yeah. talking like Big Boy. This was super huge. Amongst those within the Nintendo family, yeah. which one is the worst? Out of the handhelds. Yeah, so we've got Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, DS. Um, I'm not counting all of the variations within these, right? I'm talking yeah, right, about right, right, DS, right. 3DS. 3DS, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not counting Switch either, because I feel like that's a different I mean, thing. it's... It, like, logically, I would probably say the Game Boy because I feel like games get have gotten better. And I think like, you have to keep I – get, I get what you're saying. Like, logically, sure. but, like, irrationally, probably the 3DS. It just, like, bugged me. It Ooh. just took so I like much. This. This, is, this, is, this, yeah. this is the kind yeah, of stuff yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. for. Yeah, so what, it's uh, like, what, what pissed you off? It just feels like that was Nintendo's main focus, and I wasn't getting the big third-party, first-party, like big Nintendo console exclusives anymore. They were like, that was their their focus, that and then that was making so yeah, much and then now money. that and that's where we are today. I feel like uh, it's kind of this hybrid Switch doesn't need to look good as long as you can take it with you type of mentality, and like ever since, I can really like. Like, that was kind of when I started to fall off a little on, on Nintendo overall. You know, I grew up with regular Nintendo. Yeah. You know, that's the birth of my my gaming. And Mario and Zelda, like, they're always 10s, 10 out of 10. Don't at me. Huh. Best I, in the biz, Mario and Zelda. But, uh, yeah, just like yeah. Wii U and, and 3DS haven't really been as invested uh, ever since. <laughs> the 3DS, there's so many games that I think of that I'm like, these are just absolute classics. 3DS yeah. games that I love. You know, you mentioned Zelda. Like, I still Link look back. Link Between Worlds is a ten out yeah, of ten. I, I still look back. And Mario Three D Land. I also think the the Three DS was kind of this like JRPG like Holy Land. Basically. I wanted those like, on consoles it, again. Sure, yes, Ben. Yes. But uh, there's a lot of great stuff there. I think the thing about the Three DS that did not really resonate with me. There's there's two things. The original Three DS, like the very first one, kind mm-hmm. of like the original DS, sucks. Like in comparison yeah. to the iterations that came out afterwards, I have the in terms one. of just like yeah. comfort and form factor, I think it the, the original was not great. The, the flappy flap of the original DS that mm-hmm. was the also, checkbook flap <laughs> would just break. Really. Yeah, I would say like a couple. Of years? I don't I don't know exactly how long. I don't know the exact timeline, but not too long after the Three DS started going, I just like. Turned 3D off and never worried about mm, it again. Of course, yeah. And so I, I think like that gimmick was not that special to me. It's not one where I'm like, man, I really miss the 3D on the 3DS. That's not. Yeah. People I think had to like games. remind me of the 3DS. Yeah. Like I would be, yeah. I'd be like, hey, I've been playing this game on 3DS. Yeah. It's pretty cool. They're like you should try the 3D. 
You know, like, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Don like, loves it. One little slider. Yeah. I'll try it out. Yeah. I'm sure there are, there are people that love it. It's I, just... think, I, I think it's essential, though, for 3D Land and Link Between Worlds. Mario and Zelda. I think the 3D for those games are photos so I think 3D good. Land, definitely. Oh. There are, like, specific oh. 3D, like, puzzles in 3D. Yes. Yeah, 3D Land is also very good. 10 out of 10. Um, 3D photos, baby. Yeah, I, I, really, I really like the 3DS, so it wouldn't be the, it wouldn't be the 3DS for yeah. me, but... yeah. I know. Uh, that's why I'm saying, like, logically, it's the would, freaking guess, Game Boy. The, the well, the, the Game Boy Color. If, I mean, if, if you're going to do like the sure. deserted island argument, and it's just like, give me the Game Boy Color and every game exclusive to it, like you wouldn't have as good of a time as you would with the Game yeah. Boy or yeah. Game Boy Advance. Yeah. I, it, I think it's, so. It's funny. I actually, I don't remember. It, like, I want to speak ill of the DS slightly, but it's like that was a juggernaut for that. I mean, that was one of the, the best link consoles. I think you forget can make handheld it. consoles or anything like that was DS is crazy. I think you can make an argument that DS is easily the best out of any right. of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just, you know, I, I don't look back on the DS as fondly as, as the 3DS or even like the Game Boy Advance. The Game Boy Advance, really? my God. I wonder God. why that is. What, what? I just, Game Boy Advance, I just play. I, I mean, the Game Boy Advance is I fantastic. Mean, I just would not stop Advance. playing that system. That but I'm, I, I wonder why, like, the DS you don't look Me back too. on as fondly. I don't know. I just, what, I, I, I don't remember, like, my, my favorite moments from any of those particular franchises. And I think it also might have been, like, kind of a PS1 thing where it's like, I remember, like, you know, being so excited when they announced that Super Mario 64. Like, oh my God, handheld Super Mario 64? Mm. I played it for like five minutes. I'm like, yeah, yeah. this doesn't yeah. look that great, and yeah. my hand hurts. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to keep going. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so there were just, yeah, there were a lot of franchises, like, I didn't necessarily need to. I played, like, a lot of Brain Age and Animal Crossing. Like, I didn't play. Well, I think like, that's kind of the, the fascinating thing about the, the DS, even, even more so than the Wii, I would say, is it definitely had this, like, massive casual appeal that, that wasn't. That was unheard of outside of the Wii, but I think, in comparison to the Wii, I think it had more deep cuts and was sure. able to come out with kind of core games uh, and had tremendous third-party support. Resident Evil, baby, so, yeah. yeah. First so. Resident Evil. Deadly Silence. Are we going? Like are we going? Game Boy Color. It up in the yeah, last month. I know. I can't. Sure, I think this is the safe bet. Yeah, it is. Because again, what? like, don't you dare come after the Game Boy. I will yeah. take you to the mat. For that original Game Boy. Oh, oh it's god. one of my favorites of all time. Oh is the Game my Boy. god! But I'm yeah. but like when I think about it logically, like the the Game Boy is easily my favorite out of all of those because of nostalgia, because of Double Dragon, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Excite Bike. But are those really better games than well, Link Between Worlds and 3D Land? Like, weekend, like here's here's my <laughs> argument with the original Game Boy. Is I think in comparison to any of the other generations that we mentioned. I don't think the original Game Boy has as many, like, stone-cold classics, Mm -hmm. but the classics that it does have are, like, better than most classics of most of the games. Like, I think about, like... Metroid. I'm actually not big on Metroid 2, but... It's a weird one, yeah. um, Yeah. Like, you know, Pokemon Red and Blue and Gold and Silver. Uh, You know... Super Mario Land 2. Oh, Tetris. Six golden coins, dude. Tetris on Game Boy. Oh, shit. Um, Popping off. Yeah, Link's Awakening. Did Popping I already say Link's Awakening? I don't know. But, yeah, some of those games, okay. I think, like, all right, are still all right. You're reminding me super, of the big ones. Super strong. Yeah. yeah. Six golden coins is six golden 10 coins out of 10. Is dude. a great game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude. I even have a lot of love. Kirby's Dreamland. Ten Not only ten, Kirby's dude. Dreamland. Kirby's Dreamland Two yes. is amazing. Yes, dude. yes. Oh, and the Wario Land games. Yes, yeah. dude. 
Yeah, that's the thing about the Game Boy Advance, though, is you mentioned, like, ah, I'm not a big fan of Metroid. It's like, I think on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah. I think on the Game Boy Advance, every single franchise they had was singing. Like, Metro- it just, uh. it ju- they just did everybody right, you know, like, one of the best Metroid games ever on that console. Mm. I, I, uh, I, I don't know if it was Kyle that was, somebody was shitting on Metroid Fusion. And I was like, felt, what are you doing? And that, and that, cl- that flip top, fantastic. that boxy flip top Game Boy Advance. Yeah, the SP. Is pro- the yeah. SP is probably my favorite. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll be going through a drawer to look for something and see it, and like, I'll have an impulse to just grab it and turn it on and start playing something. Like it's just it's so it's yeah. just inviting. Like you see that thing, and it's like, let's go. Well, what was kind of annoying at the time about the Game Boy Advance SP Final is, is, is it, let's it's, go, it's, let's a, go. it's an amazing I I love the Game Boy Advance uh, SP, but what what pissed me off is I got the ori- I got the original Game Boy Advance and then I got the Game Boy Advance SP and then Later on, they came out with the Game Boy Advance SP that like was the same, except the bat light was yeah. much better. Right, right, right. And it was like really, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. So yeah, and I, I didn't, I never had that like better light yeah. Game Boy Advance SP in that. Oh. I feel like I played the, <laughs> I played the most all the time. Street Fighter Two ever on Game Boy Advance. That's like the version <laughs> I've played the most. I remember it's so weird. I don't know why playing the original Game Boy. <laughs> version of Mortal God, Kombat. I want to play it right now. Yeah. I wish it was in my hands. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Sick. This was a fun sizzle. Yeah. That's fun. Um, this sizzle was was brought to you by some wonderful shout out to your patrons. If you would like to get learn more, go to patreon.com slash easy allies uh, where you can be shouted out on all of our various podcasts. We have quite a few if you want to get your name out there. Um, so I'm going to read the names of these wonderful people and then I thought in honor of No More Heroes 3, could you give me your best Travis touchdown at the end? Oh, yeah. Shout out to L. Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, Ezducal, and Nick. Shout, Shout out! out. <laughs> um, and yeah, why don't I... Uh, no, actually, you know what? Huber. I was going to go into No More Heroes, but let's, let's switch things up. Uh, Huber, talk to me about... Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut. Oh and before God. we go any further, I have to say, review copy provided by PlayStation. Oh. I on. always forget. 100% I, I forget not, those. I did 100% not forget, I forget those every time. time. Every time. Yeah. yeah. Did I? I think I, I bought my own copy. Listen. Yeah. It doesn't Blood's going to make me put it okay. in anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, dude. Protection. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is pricey. <laughs> Congratulations! This is, hey, this is thirty bucks, even if you already own right. Tsushima. So, like, wait, is it sixty if you don't? Is there like an if you buy the PS Five Director's Cut as is? I think it's like seventy bucks. But either way, I see. I owned the PS Four version, and this cost me thirty dollars more uh-huh. to get the Director's Cut. So, price price for this one is kind of a thing. Just putting that out there. Uh, but for me, it's worth it. This is like my favorite content of 2021 now. Oh, uh, the new island. Is that what you're referring yep. to? Okay. Ghost of Tsushima. It's just such a pleasure being back in one oh, of the... Oh, no. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> one of the best games of 2020. One of my personal favorites. I'd and like to not have to play this, but it is. Just. It's a must play. <laughs> it's a must play for PS5 owners. I'm sorry. It is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bring many new things to Ghost of Tsushima. The main new addition, I'll say, is the horse charge. Your horse can now charge enemies down, and it is fantastic. (laughs) It is absolutely fantastic. You'll just see a bunch of Mongols, and you'll just, yeah, (laughs) riding into them, and the audiovisual is so satisfying. It's just like, boom, boom, boom. There's like blood all over your horse. It's amazing. Took some awesome photos. 
That's sick. It's so <laughs> a sick. A true war horse. It is. Uh, I will say no more about that. Like, the, there's so. The writing in this game, the acting, the mood, like, it's just the best. It's my favorite. Like, every story told is so impactful. You're meeting people on this island. This is the island. This is not a story. This is the premise. The, I mean. You're fine. Just okay. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Uh, this is where your dad dies. You know? Mm-hmm. Huge point in the first game. You right, learned right. that pretty early on. Like, this is the island where it went down. So, Jin is returning to this place that has a lot of meaning and, like, memory for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Mongols are there being run by the eagle. The eagle is the villain. And it's just straight up anime. Genjutsus all over the place. Um, you know? always haunting you you don't know what what is reality uh and it is just such a personal story Jin is allying with the people that his dad fought against and just how interesting that is and and there's just excellent newcomers to the cast that all have a big impact um it's not too long it's like the whole thing if you 100% it is probably like 10 to 15 hours somewhere in there um, and it's just all killer, no filler, you know? The I feel origi- like with Ghost of Tsushima, you kind of, like, the impulse to 100%. not go and explore this yeah. absolutely drop-dead oh. gorgeous game. Oh, it man, is. I yeah. I, like, I'm just going to say, pers- for me personally, I think it's the most beautiful game ever made t- up until this point in where we are in life right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it tries hard. Yeah. It yeah. is a game that it wants you to say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, maybe yeah. some PC, like, PC games or something, some in crisis some, in a, or something. I don't know. In a lot mods, of games, especially whatever. something like a Gears but, of War, or, you know, like there are moments where you like get to a cliff. Or Resident Evil Seven. There's one in the beginning. You yeah. know, the first like half an hour or so, or an hour where you just whoa, you come out yeah. to a cliff and you see a view, and just like wow, like they really you know funneled me into this area to give me this beautiful moment. It's, it's the whole game. It's everywhere. It's every thirty <laughs> it seconds. So you just turn the corner it and is. like ah. Is it, is it sixty on PS Five? Yes. Damn, dude. It's, yeah. Free upgrade for that. That's why the 30 hurts a little more mm. because you, you get oh. the free, like, patch update if you have PS4 to PS5, but then mm. y- the Iki Island stuff, you know, pay up. Yeah. I get what you mean about the price, yeah. but I, I, I but the, think kind of what you're saying about the quality mm-hmm. makes up for it. it. Completely. You know, if this, if, this story, if this story content is meaningful and yeah. the base game is already, you know, strong enough. Yeah. Then it's just the only reason I bring it up is because it made me think about like early adopters kind of getting penalized. You know, yeah, I bought the game I, when yeah. it came out for mm-hmm. sixty. Yeah. Now I'm on the hook for thirty more. I spent a hundred dollars on this game. You know, and because I was I get there, you. that's a fair point. Day one, mm-hmm. so that, that's the only reason that it's kind of weird. And yeah, pricing with games is all weird and all over the place now. So I thought it's worth a mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you're saying, one hundred percent, it's so worth it for me. Just some of my favorite content. I, uh, I was starting to say that it's all killer, no filler, because on the original, there's all those foxes, you know? There's like 50-something foxes. So that, that was actually something I wanted there's to There's a lot of foxes. Yeah. Talk to you about. Yep. Um, I ultimately enjoyed my time with Ghost of Tsushima. I did mm-hmm. not like it, I think, as much as, as you and hmm. Brad did, but it was it was a game that, like, I think the more I played it, eventually I kind of was like, oh, okay, this is cool. But I, I felt like the... just. As a consequence of being this gigantic open world, sometimes there was like the, the this lull between story moments, or sure. like definitely this like 
yep, I'm starting this quest. We're going to go on horseback. We're going to, like, talk to each other. You know, it, it, just, just kind of a repetition based on the format of the game that sure. I think wore on me. But the idea of having, like, a super... Because the end of the story in Ghost of Tsushima, I think, yeah. is incredible. Oh. Um, and <laughs> Jin and his family and that whole history, I think, is very engaging. And mm-hmm. so, like, the idea of having, like, a tighter story... Yeah. Focused on you know some of the best parts. Yeah, sounds like I'm. Fantastic. I want to play yeah. this more in this moment than I have it's, up until now. Yeah. This is like I'm. Yeah. I'm kind of upset at you, Huber. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't need to hear this. Like <laughs> DLC, the this year has been. I can't wait to do an episode on on DLCs this year. It's been so good and strong, especially as we have more games to play than ever, and. It just it's a great way to play the best of a game. Mm. You know, in a more focused, shorter time like mm. this game how do you me... access it through the through the like a save file or is it a whole yeah so i had my thing? i platinumed tsushima when it came out so i booted up that save and then there's a place you go on the map just there of like yo yeah. we're taking a boat Got yo it. i heard i heard rumors of iki island and then you take it take the boat over there nice just no hassle no hassle so easy um so talk to me are, are there new gameplay additions yeah so the horse again is the biggest one okay. which you know so it's always kind of a bummer when when a DLC is like, well, I've already upgraded my character to the max. Right? Yeah, you know? I've yeah, got yeah. it all. I have all the reasons I don't need anything. So there are a couple skills that you do level up with the horse, which is nice, but like that runs out pretty quickly. I will say the most important resource in the the long term over the whole like ninety hours that I have was uh, flowers actually to mm. buy the cosmetics yeah to ah. buy the masks and mm-hmm. the dyes yep. there's a new crimson Man, uh, just shout out to the cosmetics in Ghost of Tsushima because yes. like some of that shit looks so cool yeah. that yeah. you are excited purely on a visual level dude yes. I found the black yeah. dye guy yes. in the cave and I was dude, like dude you and he was like yeah. he was like oh hey can I, can yeah. I do something for you I'm like everything you All can literally dye every piece of armor I have oh my god there are some sick armors the the crimson dye is the new dye person and it's easy allies like black and red <laughs> nice so sick the best thing is is with the multiplayer mode legends there's like a guy on the map now and it's really like you can talk to him in the single player game and then it'll just take you into the multiplayer. Uh-huh. So it feels like more integrated. Dude, I need to do Legends. And then it's yeah, so added, I think they added that when Legends, they added that to the base game God. when Legends came out. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know he was on the map in, in the main mm-hmm. game, but mm-hmm. all the cosmetics that you earn in the main game can be taken in. And, and a lot of these new ones are really cool. It's like, oh shit, I might change my multiplayer character at this. It's exactly what you're talking about though. Like obviously it's our job and so there is incentive especially games as big as Ghost of Tsushima, to play it as quickly as possible. But, yeah. like, it it's hard, I think, when you spend so much time in a game and you put so much effort, and then, like, a year later, they're like, here's all this new stuff. It's like, yeah. I kind of wish I could have just waited and experienced, like, <laughs> yeah, everything yeah, all yeah, at yeah, once. Yeah. Well, like, opposite. I love that. I love having, like, a complete <laughs> edition and being I like, love, all right, yeah. it's all here. I, I love, love that feeling. I, oh, I'm so opposite. That's so funny. Because I, I just did it with Doom Eternal. Mm-hmm. And it was so nice coming sure. back to Doom, and then now coming back to just spend more time with Jin. Well, was such a pleasure. It's I, like Jin, I've missed you so I think, much. I think the <sighs> the uh, wound is a lot more painful because it's like this is a better looking, better performing version sure. on new hardware, sure, and sure. it's like this game was already Great so gorgeous. I there. wish I could have seen it yeah. in its 
you know, purest form Fair from point. the very beginning. Well, Fair that's point. the for sure. Every time I go through like my library on PS5, and it's like, you got Spider Man. I'm like, I'm yeah. not gonna spend <laughs> yeah, dude, 20 seriously. hours playing that game. I'm not. Me too, John. It's so tempting because I'm sure it looks so good. Spider Man. But I can't, you know, because I played Miles on PS5. I'm like, this looks incredible. I bet, I bet that base game. Get that Peter Parker yep. really, really drilled in there. That's like me with Spider Man too. Spider Man, Jedi Fallen Order, and Horizon have all had those upgrades, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just need to say this. I am, I love Jedi Fallen Order so much, and yeah. I'm so fucking pissed that there was never story DLC. Yeah. Like everything. Yeah. Looks like, I'm all in on the sequel, though. You know it. Yeah. I just hard in this interim. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Because I can yeah. I can envision like a Ghost of Tsushima yeah. style like go to this new planet. Here's yeah. this super sick storyline. Oh movie. my god! Ah! absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Enough venting about that. Back yeah. to uh, so Tsushima. all killer no filler. Now there's the animal shrines. Uh, there's like nine or so of these. Not like the foxes. These are really great because these uh, a lot of it is like reliving the memories with you and your dad. The animal shrines you're reflecting on your mom. So it's definitely a family affair. And the music is just beautiful. They're playing new tunes. And you have the little motion uh, sensor with the, the dual sense. And you got to... You got to play the flute. You got to match the ball in like the, like rise it up, rise it down, up and down. And like keep it, it's like a little track. Really fun little That's great. mini game. Something too complicated, but, yeah. but cool. Uh, there's the archery challenges, Jones. And these are tough. You'd probably nail them because you're you got your archer build, I'm sure, in Ghost. Right. Uh, but you find these all. There's like a couple of these, and each one there's like a bunch of archers around. The locations are out of control. One of them is just over some like ravine with the lakes and the trees, and you have to shoot paper lanterns. Mm-hmm. And each one has three ranks: gold, silver, bronze. Depending on how well you do, you get points towards upgrading. Uh, a bunch of the new charms. You can mm, find a bunch cool. of new charms. That's how you upgrade those. Do those feel pretty powerful? My build, again, I that was the thing, is like platinum the yeah. original. My you, build you was your... so me. Yeah. I was the ghost with, you know, I was playing on lethal, so like some of my builds were, you know, helping parry and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't mess around too much with, with any new builds. Gotcha. Um, That's yeah. tough with the game when they like give you armor in the story and they're like, here's the thing. You're like, well, yeah. how do I not wear the... You know, it'd be so weird. Just be like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm wearing my red coat. <laughs> it's like, okay. There's a couple <laughs> new mythic quests that are amazing. I'm not even going to say what they're about. Uh, there's phenomenal. You're getting me really excited. It yeah. is so, yeah. it is a must play. It is yeah. must play. If you, if you yeah. love Ghost of Tsushima, like, you're going to love it. Yeah. If yeah. you love Ghost of Tsushima, you love it. You love it already. <laughs> it's so well, good. that's the thing we were talking about revisiting these franchises you felt you were apart from. <laughs> it's not like me being like, I don't know if I would enjoy that 10 hours. It's mm-hmm. like, I know that all yeah. I got to do is is control him for five minutes. You're and in. I'm like, I'm back. Yeah, I'm like, you're yeah, back. You got me. You're back. Yeah. Well, actually, that was, that's, so you mentioned like the the joy of coming back. And I totally understand where you're coming from there. But uh, an, an annoyance that I have, and maybe this is just like a weird personal pet peeve, is... I hate coming back to a game and being like, I don't remember any of the controls. And it doesn't take that long, that long. Yeah, to yeah. get to get yeah. reacquainted. But I always hate that feeling it's where it's like, like, okay, every game does sprint on a different button. What is it here? What's crouch? Yeah. What's crouch, you know, all that stuff? dude? I kept pushing the wrong button for crouch. Yeah. I kept dodging. And I was like, no, crouch. It's like, oh, well, like R3. triangle's your strong attack, right? Yeah. yeah and like yeah, in yeah. every game ever, that's get on your horse. And so I would always <laughs> like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> 
I smack d- my horse. I, I, I think it's just because <laughs> I play so many games so often that I run into that 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 feeling constantly where Absolutely. it's like, wait, this was sprint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just get yeah. That's why not that it's a, that's not a Ghost of Tsushima yeah. fault. Yeah. That's a, and then uh, of that's course sword swipe on the touchpad. Oh, I love, I love that. The blood. Uh, near the end of my playthrough of the original, they added lethal mode, and that's obviously here. If you if you missed that the first time around, definitely try it out. Like stick with it for a little bit, try it out. It's such a different vibe and a mood for the game. It's incredible, and you can just change any time. It's so mm. easy. The loads mm-hmm. are instant. Nice. Like you can be from on your dashboard into the game in like less than thirty seconds. So just the whole package cannot praise it. Enough. Absolutely. Awesome. Swing and a home run. Dude, I'm going to install it tonight. <laughs> awesome. I, yeah. I'm going to install it. Heck yeah. Uh, boy, this has been a mostly uh, glowing frame trap. We're, we're speaking very highly mm-hmm. about a lot of these games, and I'm going to continue that um, with <laughs> No More Heroes 3. Nice. Uh, which I, I, I think is is one of the best games of the year. Here that we I've go played. again. Another win for video games. Yeah. Well, no, it's crazy because I, I really enjoy Suda and I really enjoy his aesthetic French and style too, yeah. and boldness. But I feel like it's it's almost kind of like the, the exact same thing that I was saying with Double Fine, where like a lot of times he'll go for something and I'm like, I that didn't quite work out. I like I respect what you're doing, but it, it was almost like with No More Heroes 3 playing it, it was like somebody sat him down and it's like, you have, you know, three years to live, make your last game. Like, that's that's what it feels like. <laughs> oh where, God. like, it feels like nothing was left on the cutting room floor. Like, I haven't... I, I really enjoy when games can... Because, you know, when, you, when all you do is play video games, you start to see the same things over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, like, yes, I talked about creativity with Psychonauts 2. What I'm talking about here is a little bit different. There were so many moments in this game where it's like, I can't believe you fucking went there. Like, like I'm talking, like, Metal Gear Solid 2 levels of going there. I haven't felt this this amount of shock in terms of, like, oh, you actually did that since, like, Danganronpa 3, Deadly Premonition... Uh, Sura's wrath yeah. levels of, of just absurdity yeah absurdity and like you know I talk about it in the review um, and I think it is how I feel where like kind of absurdity is Suda's brand right so it's like me telling you that a Suda game is weird mm-hmm. it doesn't really mean like of no. course it is it's uh-huh. just assumed but I don't think you can really understand what I mean until you experience it where like he's just like stylistically off the rails here like the, like, it's one thing, I think, to have, like, a crazy cutscene or to, like, have weird music or whatever. And he certainly does those things. But I love when, again, kind of going back to Psychonauts 2, I love when the act of, of playing something matches the visuals. It matches the storytelling. And, like, God, I don't want to spoil anything. I really, I, I, I think... My my appreciation for this game is is really hurt by the fact that I can't tell you this is exactly what he does. Like I can't believe it, but like there are boss battles that you do. There are like mini games that happen where I'm like, this is just so crazy, and it's actually really 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 fun to play. Um, and like he never misses an opportunity to subvert your expectations, and 
I think that can definitely get tiresome. I think there are definitely times where, like, I've felt Suda being crazy and weird, and I'm like, it's neat that you're being crazy and weird, but, like, I don't care about this world and I don't care about these characters. Like, you haven't emotionally invested me into this spectacle, whereas here, I think the the story of Travis is really bolstered by how good the villain is. So this giant alien named Fu comes and invades, and he's, like, he's exactly what No More Heroes needed, where, like, his his attitude matches the ridiculousness of Travis, and they just, they, they have, like, a more ridiculous R-rated kind of uh, spat. It reminds me of, like, Dante and Virgil, yeah. but more, you know, more ridiculous. Um, and I, I think just having that rivalry and having this person actually feel like a threat adds a lot of drama and weight to the proceedings. And I, again, I say it in the review, but it's like as you're kind of building up to this fight with this this big villain, which you know is going to happen, you're really looking forward to it because that presence is felt um, so much. Um, and the other thing is, is you know, here you've played No More Heroes. Yeah, the first one a ton. Never yeah. played the second one, though. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say No More Heroes 1 or 2 are like the best playing games. Mm-hmm. I, I think... They're they're really novel, and I think yeah. the the simplicity is kind of the point. That simplicity is still present here, but like again, like with Psychonauts two, I think mechanically it's just so far above its predecessors. Where like yes, you're still hacking and slashing. Yes, it's still a lot of like mashing buttons and stuff, but there's a tightness to it, and you have like this set of skills that you kind of need to figure out when to use and how to manage them, and the game is like really aggressive about introducing new enemies and these enemies will attack in a completely different way and dodging is super important. So you need to learn all of their separate, separate attacks. And it's like, there's just enough layers of depth here that really, I like, I feel like in past Nomad Hero games, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm like a little bit over the combat outside of boss battles. Yeah. Whereas like I was pretty into the combat from beginning to end. Nice. And I was really surprised. Um, to say that I think beam, the one beam saver motion controls all back is that so I didn't I actually didn't use oh, the wow. the motion controls at all wow uh, I just used the controller yeah. and that felt fantastic sure uh, do they encourage one way or the other or no, just like, no no just no but it supports yeah it supports the, the Joy-Con I'm I'm hesitant nice. to even like talk about that feature because I didn't yeah, use yeah, it yeah. but like as a pure button yeah. joystick player yeah. I loved it <laughs> and and yeah felt really good nice. um. Uh, the one thing holding this game back is the Switch itself, <laughs> as you would expect, right? Like, like I, I think stylistically they kind of do enough here to really keep it visually interesting. But, like, you're just in the open world and you're just like, this just looks like shit. It performs like shit. It's just like... I, I, I'm honestly, like, I'm not even really mad at No More Heroes 3. I'm just getting sick of playing Switch games and being like... Yeah, if this was on another platform, mm-hmm. like none of this would apply. And I, I love the Switch. I love Nintendo, but it's just like it, it's just such a handicap that is so obvious. And you know, you you just in your mind, you kind of like think to yourself, like, I wonder what this would be like on PC or Series X or PlayStation Five, you know? And it would be a, a different situation. Yeah. I'm sure, like, not to, that's not to say that like all the problems would go away, but mm-hmm. you you have to imagine. Yeah. Things would be improved because, like, technology is interwoven into our video games. Yes, it's such a big part of it. And yeah. when the technology is, you know, making the experience like making the experience worse, 
Yeah. That's that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, and I I will say that for being on the Switch, for having this open world where you can drive around your motorbike and go extremely fast, like they clearly put in a lot of effort to make it perform as good as it could, and I appreciate that. And when you're fighting, really no issues that I have. And so I, I feel like they made the compromises that they needed to make to 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 have it perform well. Like that was a big thing about Deadly Premonition too, where it's like what you're tr- you you can't even do what you're trying to do. Yeah. Like this performs so bad that it's like it's destroying the experience. Yeah. No More Heroes Three is not like that at all. Nice. nice. Um, I saw a clip of Travis just driving like a million miles an hour and then just like flying into a building. Yeah. Just like, boom. Yeah. Yeah. And his just, his reaction to it and getting up uh. is, is fun. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's a kind of game where I feel like the less you know about it mm-hmm. going in, the better. And like, you know, it's, it's a sequel, right? It's, it's No More Heroes 3. You would expect it to be referential to 1 and 2. But, the way, the subtle ways that it references one and two and Travis Strikes Again, it's like, oh no, like you really should play all those. Like to to get out of it what it is trying to present, I th- I think you kind of need to have that yeah. history. Yeah, I think whenever sure. the a number is in the title, yeah. you know, yeah. it's not. Oh yeah, it's not like no, that. You know, yeah, it's not like Judgment where it's like, yeah, this is in the Yakuza universe, but it's like kind of a spinoff, whatever. It's like No More Heroes three. It's not yeah. like. If Travis strikes again, you know, maybe that seems like, oh, maybe you don't need the other ones. But yeah. Like, I get irrationally yeah. excited for numbers. Yeah. yeah. Pikmin. Three. Three. You got a number <laughs> on there? Yeah, it's best to work your way up to it. Um, the last thing that I want to say about No More Heroes 3 is, is kind of like how much Suda51 like really pours his heart into this game. And I think that's what made it such a special game for me. And I think about back to my favorite game of all time, which is Metal Gear Solid. And one of the reasons why, like, Metal Gear Solid is such an incredibly special game to me is because I could feel the creator's passion coming through it, and that's always such a big deal for me. Like, like when you have codec calls and, you know, you're you're talking about, like, irreverent topics, it's like, Mm -hmm. no, like, this guy is just, like, a nerd, and he just wants to talk about this stuff. (laughs) Those moments are kind of, like, overwhelming and super endearing in No More Heroes 3, where, like... Travis is definitely a conduit for Suda himself. And, like, he's just like, isn't this thing so cool? And he represents it in such a way where it's like, I can see your, like, childhood fantasies coming to life in this game. And, like, you're unapologetic in a way that it's just, like, awesome. And it makes you excited as a player. And, like, you kind of fall in love with with the things that he's passionate about. Because he's just, it's just like, it's just like childlike jubilance you know like i don't know i i i think there could he could have gone a a bunch of different ways with no more heroes 3 but the fact that it's like this grandiose celebration like the way no more heroes 3 acts it's almost like no more heroes 3 is like the biggest game in the world (laughs) like bigger than your god of wars your halos than everything (laughs) like it's like the the most beloved gaming property <laughs> ever. And, you know, it certainly <laughs> is beloved and has many, many, many fans, but, like, the way that it treats itself is, like, this is the best game ever made, and it's... You, you like, feel that way as you're going through it. Like, it treats itself, like, so grand that it's, 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 it's wonderful. Like, it's infectious. Sick. I would say, like, you know, you kind of touched on this earlier, Huber, and I completely agree with you. 
that with like Psychonauts 2 and No More Heroes 3, I really do feel this like renewed sense of hope. Um, that it's like, oh no, like incredibly heartfelt passion products projects can come out they in this day and age. Still happen. You know. Franchises can carry on and return yeah. and yeah. people's dreams can come true. <laughs> like that's what Psychonauts 2 feels like. Yeah. You know, that was a dream game for a lot of people yeah. that worked on it and are now playing it. It's awesome. It yeah, remember when No More Heroes 3 was coming out? Like, early, no one even knew what the hell it was. Everyone was like, is it eight games in one? Do you remember right. that whole well, thing? Is it all yeah. these genres? Like, are we still going on bounties, doing odd jobs uh, for cash in our free time? Is that still the general format? Yes. And nice. so I, w- I would say something that, like, No More Heroes ca- kind of falls victim to. And No More Heroes 3, like, ultimately does kind of fall victim to this as well, is, like, you're climbing through the ranks, right? Like, you do in No More Heroes, and you have to pay for your next fight. And so to... To get there, you, you'll probably end up doing uh, side jobs. Mm-hmm. And not that the side jobs haven't been entertaining in the past, but I think they're way more entertaining here. Like, uh, I don't even want to spoil some of them. <laughs> but one that I will is, like, there's a job you can do where it's like, hey, pick up trash around the city. And you're like, oh, okay, like, fine. But as you're doing it, you're, like, in this water-infested dump, and there are these bubbles. <laughs> and if you run into the bubbles, an alligator will appear and you have to do this quick time event and if you do it Travis will like pick them up and like slam them into the <laughs> ground right and so it kind of takes this like seemingly super mundane thing and it adds this spice to it um, and so I had a lot of fun doing the various jobs and I didn't th- the grind is like not that bad because yeah. I wanted to I felt compelled to like upgrade my character and grind new chipsets to improve myself anyway that yeah. like I pretty much had enough money to nice. move forward whenever I wanted. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Nice. I, I, I guess maybe it'll be a different experience if you only want to crit path it, but yeah. yeah. Uh, dreams coming true. Brandon, you love and can I feel like pretty much quote aliens right. from memory. Uh, and we just had a new aliens game come out. Aliens fire team elite. Affirmative. Is it a dream come true? It's a dream come true to to play an aliens game that I wasn't like like disappointed in or frustrated with, you know, or t- an aliens anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's not like to recapture the magic of all those movies. Wait a minute, um, you know, there, and and so it was. Uh, I mean, I'll say this: when I saw first saw Aliens Fire Team, Aliens Fire Team, now Aliens Fire Team Elite. Uh, introduced, I mean, you and I looked at each other and we're like, we know exactly what that's going to be. And yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's what it is. And yeah, so, <laughs> so there was a lot, you know, I, I can critique all sorts of angles of this game, but uh, I'm happy to have it. You know, like it, it's, um, uh, I think it does what it does, you know, very, very well. And uh, it, it, were there other games or were I, in a different phase of my life, I would probably invest a lot of time into it. Certainly if I was like in high school, I mean, this is all my friends and I would be playing. Mm-hmm. The the three-player yeah. squad is really interesting. Like I could see you really, really like nailing down a trio. Yeah. Um, and I did do a little bit of like matchmaking, just jumping in with like random people. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, How did that work? It was fun. Yeah. Nice. Had a great time. Yeah. Um, because that's the thing is it's, it is straightforward and I think it lacks – what some people are looking for in terms of like, you know, I could see Aliens fans being like, I just want something new. I don't want to like go back and revisit, you know, like kind of what these, you know, um, what Aliens did and what some of these other 
you know, movies and even, you know, sci-fi franchises tried to recapture. Um, but uh, I certainly don't mind a straightforward licensed property if, it, if, it, mm-hmm. if the thing that it's really sticking to is like the core of what, you know, uh, of what makes these great. And uh, yeah, if you go back to Aliens and, you know, there's, there's you know, uh, Newt is great, Ripley's great, but if you look at kind of like the beating heart of that movie, it's like, you know, uh, the, the, the tension between being prepared and being outnumbered. You know, it's like these aren't, you know, stupid people showing up. It's actually like so rare if you really look at Aliens as like a horror film that like it's not often that you have people that are like way over geared mm-hmm. <laughs> for like mm-hmm. the threat that they're getting into. Um, and uh, uh, and so I-, I think the thing that impresses me most about Aliens more than I think about the, like the whole experience is even playing something like Back for Blood, which is fantastic and like Left for Dead 1 and 2 and like yeah. a lot of the, you know, like Gears Horde mode. Um, I feel like I really start to get into the groove of, oh, here comes that enemy and oh, here comes that enemy type. And so I'm going to use this type of ammo or attack or anything on that one specific thing. And then that enemy over there is totally separate from it in my brain. And I can just kind of separate those things automatically. When you're playing Fireteam Elite, they're everywhere. <laughs> like, they are all over the place. They're yeah. underneath you. They're behind you. They're coming out of holes in the wall. They're, like, going over railings and just kind of climbing over them. You know, like, it was... It, it, like, any time there was downtime and one of you was doing something, because we all played it together, if I would turn the corner, like, oh, yeah, there's one alien. Pff, I can just take yeah. it out. Like, there's... They are just constantly flooding that yeah. game. Uh, even, like, when we would supposedly clear a zone... And then we would be running down a hallway to the next area, and I would just kind of peek behind me, like there's three of them, you know, just to, like making their way down, and like, so it was, I never felt totally comfortable, and that's neat, like that, like I always kind of felt a little afraid, or just that, uh, um, just that Drake, we are leaving. That's like the whole game. It's yep. just this, yep. like go, 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 <laughs> keep moving. Um, I'm like a, t- a tad bit disappointed that um, I really didn't begin to care about anything the story was doing no. and, and like i would go back to the hub and i'm like okay i think the game really I wants like... me to recognize these people and like so i really like the storytelling when you're in the hub you find a collectible you can take that collectible back to the hub and uh-huh. then you'll have a conversation i like those conversations a lot because i love the world of the original alien trilogy the corporate mm. Waylon yutani sketches hell bioweapons umbre- it's umbrella yeah. vibes you right know? um so I do like that stuff. But yeah, the when you're blasting a million xenomorphs and they're like chatting away, it's like one, I can't even pay attention to what the hell you're saying. Right. And two, it's just so so derivative. It's just like we gotta find the well, scientist. And like, yeah, and it's like a kind of a double edged or I'm kind of like a hypocrite because you know, I'm just like, oh, I wish they did more with the story. But every time I go up to somebody that's like, I have a lot of things to tell you, I'm like, Bleh. <laughs> you know, it's like I just <laughs> just give me my upgrades, I'm going back in. Um and so what do you do? You know, I, I think um there's one game specifically that I can't can't remember that has like a camera in the corner and is like feeding you, you know, story that way. And you're like, that's great, but I'm not listening to anything you're saying because mm-hmm. I'm trying not to die here. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't know how you just as an aliens fan, I did not go into this, you know, expecting story. I'm like, I want I want those guns to feel good. I want mm-hmm. the sound to I think more than anything, you need to nail the way these guns sound, the way those mm-hmm. aliens sound when you take them out. The music, which we haven't gotten to, so, but uh, uh, the music's oh, yeah. really, awesome really, winter, really, yeah, really so great. Very unusual and, and really brings a lot of new vibes you know, to the alien space, mm-hmm. and, but it all feels very familiar at the same time. You, you actually reminded me of something I cannot stand uh, in Musou games, despite being a, a... Musou Defender is 
they will tell the story through talking heads at the bottom of the screen. I think that's while, what it is. Yeah. While you're like Chopping fighting people, hundreds yeah. upon hundreds of people, and it's it's like such chaos, and it's like I can't I can't listen to your yeah. voice. I can't yeah. read your text right now. This yeah. is it's a bad way of delivering. Yeah. This, yeah, so I don't like really have a solution to that. I don't know because yeah. I wasn't really looking for it or expecting it or really kind of wanted it. Like I'm like I just kind of want to get in there. That's why I like the ones in the at the home base chunks because they tell some pretty interesting shit about mm. like whale and Utani and yeah. like what is going on with Earth and like co- colonization. It's right. like, dude, I'm kind of like interested in what you have to say here. Well, like know. Vasquez says it, man. She says it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I only need to know one thing where, where they, they are. are. And so that whole vibe <laughs> of these Marines going in, it's like, I kind of don't want to know. That's the whole point totally. of why you would send me. It's like, I just literally point me in the right direction and and, and I'll take them out. And it, and it was also neat that uh, this separated it a little bit that when we were going in, like we knew we knew there were xenomorphs there. We, we've seen these before. We've, you know, our compatriots have fought them. We've analyzed them. So like they're, I'm glad they didn't bother with that. This whole idea of like going into the fight. Huh, what are these things? Yeah. You know, like that would have been, <laughs> totally. that would have been uh, a little silly. They kind of went yes. over that speed bump, uh, which was appreciated. Um, but um, yeah, the music's really great. The classes are fun. I did not mess around with Medic at all. Um, if anything, I think Gunner can kind of go. Like I don't, I, I like none of us really. It, it was it's the one that I've, I I used to. I used Gunner and Technician, and mm-hmm. and Gunner like the 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 buffs that you get. Like yeah, the, the, sure. The increased yeah. fire rate is actually really strong. I think the classes are yeah. I think they're all really well done, and yeah. leveling up is like just long and deep enough it's yeah. like you can get up to level five with each character and then you slowly unlock your skill tree yeah and you can mix and match all the classes so if you level up another class you can use those skills for another class so i found myself like kind of mixing and matching yeah the grid system for the skills in. is also yeah interesting um, I, I quite like it it's such a small thing but i also appreciate the cooldown times which is kind mm-hmm. of a weird thing to point out but it's Long enough to yep. feel consequential, yep. but not so long that you feel like you barely get to play your class. Totally. Yeah, I um, wasn't waiting to get him back. Yeah. I wasn't like looking at that yeah. icon again and again and again. I was yeah. just kind of like, oh, I hope it's there. It is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Fireteam Elite is, and I say this as a huge compliment, is like the perfect 7 out of 10 game. It is the perfect 7 <laughs> like, out of 10 game. It is everything I wanted from it, an it, Aliens yeah, game I feel, so long. I feel like I don't see this enough where, like, <laughs> you know, you mentioned Back for Blood, and Back for Blood I, I really had a fun time with, but even Back for Blood, like, things are so intense, and, like, you have to be so coordinated that, like, it's a great game to play with friends, but it's not like Aliens where, mm-hmm. like, I feel like, it's there's enough complexity to kind of keep your attention, but it's also fun to just like plow through it and shit talk with your friends so, right. and like it's 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 like a great hangout game and yeah. you need those every once you in a while that are not that are not overdone. They're yeah. just there for you to like have fun with your buds. And, just, and it feels comfortable in the world because you know the Marines might be doing that too. You yeah. know, like if you're yeah. just hanging out, you know, yeah. joking with your friends, you know, and like they're that's that's yeah. the lifestyle that they have as well. So it's just it's it's casual, but I think it, it, it there's some franchises, man. Like some, every now and then, you'll throw a franchise at me. You're like, "What if they made this movie game?" And I'd be like, "I don't know if I want to live in that world, or I don't know how much you can expect from that." And so it's like I think you make an Aliens game, and if you were 
to try to tell me like, yeah, Ripley did some stuff, but it was really this crew. I'll be like, I don't want to hear yeah. that. Or like, I don't necessarily care. And so it wasn't like, even when I was reading like the comics, AVP mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. a lot of the dark horse stuff back in the day, you know, I wasn't like, all right, I want to, he- I want to know the most important story. It was like, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I want to see more people learning about this, these species and, That's, and, and how they can you know, fight against yeah. it. And it's just a, um, just a scary thing, you know, just these, like what, like they also did a really good job of summoning, the bad guys, uh, the, the the stronger enemy types, because I kept thinking, you know, am I going to spot them? Am I going to tell that, oh, that thing's upright yeah. or that thing's mm-hmm. doing some special the, ability? The drones, the warriors yeah. are so intense. Yeah, just I don't need to tell you both, like, you know how well Alien and Aliens complement each other. Mm-hmm. So I just love that, like, Alien Isolation, yeah. like, slow-paced horror game, yeah. and, like, Aliens, this is what I want, shoulder-to-shoulder, yeah. with my buds, Non-stop shooting, and I feel like what, it's what Colonial Marines tried to tried do and to be, failed yeah. horribly. At, yeah, what really excites me is the future of this game. Mm. This game is doing really well. Word of mouth is solid. Oh, Review cool. scores are solid. Sales re- I saw were pretty good, like initially. So I think this game is gonna grow. I think so, we're gonna see more tie-ins. Whether it's more like. Whether it's predators coming to the oh party, my God, that'd be so whether nice. there are other campaign missions, or even just little things like a LV four two six survival map, like yeah. s- the sky's the limit with this thing. I cannot wait to see what they do. So you're actually touching on one of my biggest complaints about mm. the game is yeah. uh, I think uh, the the customization is disappointing yeah. in the sense that like we kind of mentioned the skills and we had how we enjoyed that stuff. Uh, but cosmetic stuff, yeah. like looking through there, Come I would on. like unlock new things, and I would look at what's ahead, and I'm like, no, not, this all looks like relatively the same, and like there's yeah. nothing where I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to get to that. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, in a game, I think where you are kind of running missions with your buds and grinding it out and leveling up and you know doing yeah. you know weekly challenges and stuff like that. Um, there's not gear where I'm like, oh my god, that's so cool, yeah. and I. I I, I definitely think it's missing that aspect. Totally. They could add like another, like a free, not a raid, but like a free, like intense chapter where mm. you can earn some cool things. Exclusive be, stuff. That would yeah. go a long way yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, there's no carrot other than <laughs> sure. grinding out, like yeah. finishing the missions and leveling even, up to even level in the five. S- the story, the environments have yeah. more of a payoff than the actual like story or anything yeah. that's telling you or the characters or stuff. It's just fun to kind of push through because of how, you know, how much that, you know, changes. And it's a bummer because if you listening or watching this and you're like, oh, yeah, I checked it out. And like, I own it. But I, like I played the first chapter. It's like, go a little bit further because they yeah. there's some neat, weird stuff that they throw yeah. in there mm-hmm. um, that, uh, again, I can't I don't know if I can fault the game for pacing out the way it, it does um, just because it's like specifically that aliens vibe. Uh, it was the same thing with Aliens 3 and, and Aliens 4. It was just like, I don't know what you're trying to do, <laughs> but it's like they, they did it. You know, yeah. it's like, I don't know why you're trying to go back and recapture that magic. What what I feel is, the, the reason I'm so excited about the future, too, is because I feel like this game is taking all of it. Mm-hmm. Prometheus, a- Alien Isolation, I mean, mm-hmm. calling out the mm-hmm. working Joe is coming. Mm-hmm. Like, the way that all, the, I feel uh, like everything is. The aliens interact is awesome. Yeah. yeah, I feel like everything is on the table from the whole mm-hmm. property yeah. that they can kind of play with. And that that's exciting. Yeah, well, the. And I haven't finished the game, so I don't know the, what's this, at the end. You know, I'm hoping a queen right. shows up, dude. If a queen does not show up, I'm saying right now, it goes down a point. The, uh, <laughs> the second. 
batch of missions that you do in kind of like those Promethean ruins. Yeah. Just visually looks so cool. Yeah. What are they called again? I always forget. Engineers. Engineers. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I hope an it's engineer shows you, up. It's fun. It's fun to know, especially from like a film to game transition. It's fun to go through an area that you know what's going on, but you're you know you're playing someone or right. a group of people that's blissfully ignorant. Um, and so yeah, it just has nice payoffs in it, and it's uh, it's good to hear that it's doing well because yeah. it's you know. <laughs> I think there's maybe three options you can hope for with the licensed property. They absolutely nail it. It's just abysmal. Stay away from it at all costs. Or like, oh, okay. It's it met expectations, and hopefully it will do well. Um, Hold. Because I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Hold it, fast. It, I didn't get the vibe pre-launch that it was like, man, they be, this better land, otherwise aliens yeah. finished. You know, it was like, Most oh, this stakes. could be fun, uh, and it it met that for me. Um, I wasn't. Uh, I thought it maybe could be more, but I wasn't. Sometimes I play games and just all these ideas of like, why didn't they do this or this mm-hmm. didn't you know seem to line up? I was going through each level being like aliens. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, just made me happy. Scratch that itch. There's something about just being able to load up a co-op game yeah. and like getting right in there and then just like knowing how to play and just yeah. play like oh, you're, yeah. Yeah. you're blasting aliens in 15 seconds. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're in there. Yeah, I think that simplicity. <laughs> I agree with you 100. percent And so the moment I fired that smart gun, I was like, uh, like we did the grip stream. I'm like, can I be a demolisher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. It's, it's kind of cool how we all yeah fall into different. I like classes. turned a corner and it was literally like I was watching a movie. <laughs> ben was like medium distance away and it was just like. Boom! Yeah, <laughs> like the alien scream. It was so perfect. Uh, that stream was a lot of fun. And a good adjustable difficulty. You know, you can mm. crank that if you really yeah. want to get tense really with it. Need- yeah, yeah. challenge yeah. cards. Yeah. No yeah. HUD. No, no HUD. HUD. Yeah. So intense. Get Predator in there. I don't know if Predator is coming to Aliens Rights in the lead, but we're going into Um. I'm actually Pre- predator's so sick. Uh, glad that you're both on this episode for this otake because I kind of want to talk to you about uh, this perceived resurgence of MMOs. Ah, uh, yes. Where, uh, th- there's a At lot going on. I am and relevant. It's, it's it's not it's not like a it, it's not like a one to one. But I, I think you could make an argument that MMOs are kind of being thrust back into the spotlight. Like yeah. 14 is getting a ton of attention for a bunch of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, New World is on the horizon and has gotten has generated a lot of conversation. Um, and you know you've got other things like Ashes of Creation coming out. There's some hype behind that, and so there's talk about. MMOs, kind of this 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 genre that I think has gone up and down. There's so many failed MMOs, right? Like so many. There's a graveyard of MMOs, but it seems like I've walked to those graveyards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, many in, of those graveyards. In certain perspectives, MMOs are <laughs> doing too. <laughs> really, really well. And I kind of want to uh, <laughs> dig into this, into why you think this is. Do you even do you even agree with this? This I would this have never argument? expected it. That that MMOs are receiving resurgence. Uh, I was ready to kiss the genre goodbye. Mostly, yeah, I think it's mostly okay. Mm. So what? What do you agree with and disagree with? Um, I think they're having a moment. Uh, but I think like pendulums swing back and forth, you know, and kind Mm. of we are at this moment. I think obviously when New World launches, when Endwalker launches, uh, it's gonna be super hype, but. You know, this industry's moving fast. There's always there's always yeah. a flavor of the week, you know? It's roguelites and MMOs now. Right. Battle Royale's a few months back. What's it gonna be next? Um 
But the reason I, I agree with it, too, is because just this one moment, I feel like, has made a lot of people who would never even look in the MMO direction mm-hmm. taking a peek, taking a look, mm-hmm. maybe even taking steps and and entering mm-hmm. the space. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's, it's kind of in the middle there. <laughs> My theory for... You know why? Why I'm why I think you can make the argument that the MMOs are, are having a moment is because uh, I think content. So I think MMOs. There's so many hurdles with MMOs, right? Like whether it's time or microtransactions or subscription fees or whatever it is. And there's there's a lot to get anxious about. Like playing an MMO can be demanding and for so many different reasons. But even if it's like, oh man, like I've never tanked before. I've never healed before. I'm kind of worried about that. Now I think, like, these MMOs, these communities are so efficient that, like, any question that you have, not only can you, like, look it up, but you can see somebody go through it step by step. Yeah. Or, and I think, I think streaming is really a big deal. Totally. Where, like, you can, I, I think with an MMO, I've had so many moments where it's like, man, I'm into this game, but none of my friends are playing it. Oh, and, yeah. like, I That's feel so. That's the story I, of my life. Yeah. I've played 10 MMOs by myself. That feeling is, like, partly abated turning a stream on and, like, just having somebody go through it. Like, you you, you almost feel like you form this connection with somebody in a way that, like, wasn't always present with MMOs of the past. And I, I do think that accounts for a lot. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely, you know, things are moving so fast. I cannot believe it's already September. It's just, like, 2021 20, now. Like. Yeah. Streaming MMOs looks different than just like three or four years ago, you yeah. know. Um, just big streamers who can single-handedly get people invested mm-hmm. in a game, I think, is more powerful now than than it's ever been. So, just when a lot of those people hit up fourteen, right. yeah. that that matters. That's huge. Yeah. Um, the other thing is specifically with fourteen, where like I feel like. With MMOs, I always care about the story, like, in spite of itself. Like, I, I, like definitely there were moments in World of Warcraft where it's like, I want to be more invested with what's going on than I am because of the presentation. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Destiny. Like, I think Destiny has a lot of cool stuff, but I feel like I really have to, like, fight Destiny yeah. and do a lot of outside research to really appreciate the story. There's a four-hour lore video yeah. that I want to watch, but where am I going to get four hours? Yeah, whereas, like, <laughs> my, my most recent it's experience is... With Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV, with the end of Stormblood and the the post-Stormblood patch stuff and the beginning of Shadowbringers, like, I have been so into the story, like, I can't wait to figure out what's happening next. And, like, I've done a, a, a few Shadowbringer streams, and, like, things will be going on, and I'll be, like, I am, like, as glued to this as I would be, like, a single-player epic you know yeah, and like yeah. i'm I'm talking to chat and i'm like wait does this mean that and like yeah. trying to form connections and i don't think i've i've ever been this invested like not even close in a story in an mmo like this and that that to me um, i think yeah. is like investing like the fact that i can care so much um is huge like on top of the dopamine of of course getting new skills and and, and leveling up and new cosmetics and all yeah that stuff, so I agree with you for sure. I'm thinking of every MMO I've ever played. And, like, you know, aside from Star Wars Galaxies, like, that's kind of yeah. weird and unfair. I'm already attached to Star Wars. Like, doing a mission for Jabba the Hutt is, yeah. you know. Sick, yeah. 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 Uh, but in terms of, like, narrative investment, like, mm-hmm. I only finished A Realm Reborn 
recently, and mm-hmm. like everyone says, that's the lowest point, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, shit, I'm invested. <laughs> like, yeah. right. So, but like, it's. I feel like when when new expansions comes out for things that I'm excited about, it's like, oh, I can't wait to play as like this new class, or you know, I can't wait to see the new zones. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something along those lines. With Inwalker, it's like. Dude, I can't wait to see how this story. Like, like this is like a story event of the year. Like, I want to get caught up with Shadowbringers so bad just to experience that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really crazy. And it's it's interesting because it's actually affected my hype for New World. Where like I think it's been getting a lot of buzz. I haven't played it at all, yeah. and I know like it has a lot of cool ideas. New and World. I'm excited to see those things. Yeah. But the talk that I've heard is just like, yeah, the story's just whatever. Totally. And I think like in a in a post fourteen current fourteen mm-hmm. world. That's a little bit harder for me to swallow. Yeah, and that that last delay for New World, it's been delayed so many times. Mm-hmm. This last delay was only like a month. And I'm just speaking for me personally, that really hurt. That okay. really hurt all the momentum mm. uh, because, you know, I've been playing 14, everyone's been playing 14, but it like now I've settled into 14, kind of like all that excitement that was like, oh, we're right here. It's, we're about to launch. We're in the yeah. beta. Then we're going to launch. Sure. So it's just kind of, it was really deflating. And like, I'm still excited about New World, but like that month hurt. Yeah. That month hurt. It's only a month, but like, ooh. I, and, and it's always, it's such an unfair question because I feel like you really don't know until you kind of go through it. But based on your experience with New World, you know, you, you had some hype and excitement yeah. coming out of it. Do you think that, like, New World will be over in a month? I hope not, and I don't think it will be, because it is hardcore as shit. This what makes <laughs> it hard? Like, is it, like, yeah. and it's why is it hardcore, and is that a good thing? It is, it is a good thing, especially for MMOs, to <laughs> lean into things that the competitors are not doing, and for this, that is PvP. That is world PvP, choosing one of three factions. Everyone is battling for this area you have this sense of community like it's intense you, there's like player housing is all in and i think you know i've dabbled a little bit with pvp in 14 mm-hmm. but that's not its strength mm-hmm. at all right um, it's funny i've played hundreds of hours of 14 i still haven't done a single pvp exactly, match exactly so it's <laughs> i mean damiani I, heard, would probably advise against it well yeah. no damiani was yeah. just saying and i've heard other people say like oh it's better than you think yeah and so i i do want to try it i just haven't yet right. not not that i wouldn't ever yeah, yeah. so i think I think New World's leaning into a lot of like hardcore niche things that like not everyone is here for, not everyone is into this. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't like PvP and crafting, you know, I, I told people on that right. preview I did, it's like if you don't like PvP and crafting at all, like New World's off your radar. Like put it <laughs> on, take it off your radar now. That's a huge part of that game. Community, player driven economy. Yeah. Um well, and 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 just that is so different. Than 14, not better, not worse, yeah. just such a different, such a different moment to moment, like just a different journey. You're on a totally different track. Yeah, <laughs> I I think what is so fascinating about New World, though, and this is kind of turned into just a New World conversation, but is something that kind of sucked about MMOs is once WoW took over the world. Everything was just a variation of WoW. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. for good reason, right? Uh, but it, it got a little tiresome. And not that <laughs> this is not a slight against 14, but even 14, there are definitely comparisons you can make to the, the, the style of World of Warcraft. And it kind of 
you know, being a, a, a modified version of that template. But what's so interesting about New World is like some of these ideas where it's like you have these like PvP quests or mm-hmm. you can like contribute to PvP by not actually fighting and there's like a real reliance on like team and stuff. And again, I haven't played it, but those ideas, like you said, focusing on what the competitor isn't doing, I think that's mm-hmm. cool where it's yeah. not just like, yeah, it's just wow again. Yeah. 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 So I think that that alone just has me excited for that one. And then the combat is different, of course. It's more real time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're dodging, right. you're attacking and clicking. Like, Did it's you just... feel like it was really skill-based when you were getting in fights with people? Or... Uh, it, was, it, was, it was messy. Yeah. Let's just say that for mm. now. It was betas, level d- disadvantages. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm. It, it was messy. I need uh, any more time to, to figure, figure that question out, Ben. Jones, uh, you know, I've heard you say numerous times over the years that, like, if you had all the time in the world or if you were stuck on an island, you would love to just get, like, lost in an MMO. Oh, yeah. Does, like, you know, because 14's been getting so much renewed buzz and, uh, you know, New World and all this stuff. Does any of this stuff, like, entice you or, like, make you curious in a Sure. Way? I'm really curious about New World, actually. But one of the biggest, like, here comes all of my dumb, unpopular MMO opinions that nobody needs, especially people playing 14 are no, like, it. what are you talking about? Uh, we live for it. Jones. World to me is more important than story. Like if Ooh. I'm if I'm not into where I'm at, like yeah. I don't care at all. Like if I'm not going into a new zone and being like, whoa, you know. So uh, that's why nothing nothing I could ever possibly do in an MMO will top killing Arthas because I was like, oh yeah, Arthas, he's kind of cool. And my friend Brent was like, you need to play Warcraft three again. You need to watch these videos. You need to <laughs> get caught up because we're gonna be doing this, and I want you to know who he was and everything that led up to this. And then so by the time like I got to the end of all that content in Northrend, I was like, oh my god, like this is this is a story that's been being told for a very long time. It's cool to get like a payoff in like Final Fantasy expansions, but it's like this goes back to like other you know other mm-hmm. whole games you know that like we're that's, finally getting to the yeah. point technically where we can like pay off the story. And not in a way of like, well, we got to make it fit an MMO. It's like this might be the best way to like finish what Arthas did for like all of us to get up and be like, asshole, stop. You know, just like you're out of control. Um, and like here's the major unpopular opinion is like I'll never forget. I was like going through a forest in 14 and then I was like, is that the is that the theme from Final Fantasy 13? Where the what? And then just like looking over at lightning, it's like and I was like, oh, <laughs> Okay, and like anytime I see people in fourteen, they're like I'm driving a car. I'm like, all right, okay, you know, it's just like it's fourteen's weird because like I hear from people that they're like, man, I've never been more involved in this story. But also this fun little thing where like I'm writing this thing made of chocolate, and I'm like, we. It, it's tough for me when yeah. I see those commercial things to like then get back into the world. Get back so on the horse. Wait so that's kind of why I've drifted no, away from great. MMOs. This why is, it's exciting to see something new world. Yeah. It's, like it's not attached to anything else. There's no other weird characters are going to jump in. Like this is this, they're creating a new a new world, and it's it's <laughs> in, it's it's, in, it's inclusive. It's just kind of you know it like I go into that world and there's nothing like it. There's nothing you know adjacent to it. I, um, I think you're you're really bringing up a, a a great and fascinating point that I wanted to use because I actually totally see where you're coming from. But I think 14 is actually able to like have its cake and eat it too in this regard because you're you're absolutely right. right. Final Fantasy panders the shit out of you. <laughs> like if you're diehard Final Fantasy fans, like pretty much every ally is, you'll go into it and you'll be like, oh my god, this is from this Final Fantasy or that Final Fantasy or this Final Fantasy. And I think especially in a Realm Reborn, 
your your playtime there, that may be more appealing or more overwhelming than the original stuff that 14 brings. But I think what makes 14 such an engrossing game is it's it's a constant celebration of Final Fantasy, and the story gets so good, and the world, you were talking about the world, like the world gets so interesting, and the conflict, you know, between the various forces gets so involved that, like, I'm at a point now where it's like, Oh yeah, I love this Final Fantasy pandering. Like pander to me all day. I love yeah, Final right. Fantasy. That stuff is great. But like, it's not why I am in love with it. It's right. like the story now is so so good. And you're right. There is nothing like Arthas where it's like, oh, this is going back to a totally different game. There's not that. But it the buildup is so good right. that I I think you would. It would be evocative of that feeling for you. Like War- Warcraft ran through, uh, and I and I, again, I don't fault fourteen for adding these things. I'm not yeah. like if I was in charge of fourteen, I wouldn't have made that money. It's like make that money, you know. Like you've got Final Fantasy fans in there, <laughs> throw Final Fantasy stuff at them. Like mm-hmm. what are you doing? It's just for me, like to get immersed in a world, I'd rather jump into something like Tsushima or something where I can like be into a world for you know ten, twenty, thirty hours and then jump out, which mm-hmm. is why. I was not surprised when the live service model took off because it was like, th- that's what I see MMOs evolving into. Yeah. I played World of Warcraft at like kind of a depressing time because you could see this game just being like, okay, well, you have to get over this hurdle to get to the content. Okay, we'll make it a little bit easier. Okay, just do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. You know, it was like, I was like mm-hmm. oh, you know, and and jumping out back into a class after being gone for four months and being like, what, what happened? And it's like, oh, reassign all your skills because this class is totally different. It's like, well, I don't in- enjoy it anymore. But this is my class, yeah. you know. Like I can't just change, like swap these levels over to something else. Yeah. Like I'm now stuck with this thing. I don't like. I had yeah. a lot of friends that played Paladin that were like, "I'm out. I can't. I yeah. this, this isn't the class I signed up for. I, right. You know, I don't know what yeah. to tell you." Um, and so it, it was just this desperation where I saw them be like, "How do we keep these people spending all this money?" You know, like the the subscription fees just out the window now. It's like, yeah. no, we want to. We'll, we'll get your money different ways. Um, and so I I worry about people being like, "Oh yeah, the MMOs are hot now." It's like. I, at some point, you're going to be like, I want to bounce off of this like I comfortably do with Destiny. Destiny where it's like, oh, cool. Too. New expansion came out. I check it out, and then I'm good. And then I'm going to step away from this, not because I'm, like, boring, but because I'm, like, I'm good. I'm full. You know, well, like, I'll be back next year when you have a new thing. Appealing. that can be appealing. About it. I, mean, I, I think you can absolutely play 14. Totally. Like, I'm just Destiny, talking about, like, yeah. the average consumer. You sure. know, like, your average person that's like, MMOs, what's this? And it's like, wait, yeah. you're asking way too much of me. Like... Because my initial attraction to MMOs is like, you live here. This yeah. is a world that you are in. And you can go and play other games, but like you just kind of dabble in those worlds. Here you are. 14, you got to commit because of a subscription fee. You know, you got to commit. Right. You got to be on, you got to be in it when you're in it, you know? And so that's Whereas what, yeah. if there's no subscription fee, it's a lot easier to like pause, see you later for a while, come back whenever. Yeah. But that, like MMOs will always capture a spirit of gaming that I don't get from even remotely close to anything else. And that's like finishing, finishing like a dungeon or something with friends and being like, okay, like oh, I was right. We'll get him. We'll get him. Mixing. We'll get him. Mm-hmm. And everybody signs off, and I'm get still online. Drop. You look in like the guild menu. It, all the names are gray. Everyone's offline. It's just you. Yep. And you're like in the world, and I'll just kind of like look at the edge of a cliff and like, oh, this game's neat. And then just like four people go, like another team just goes by on a chocobo. Like, mm. oh, this world's cool. Yeah. All right, I'm out. You know, it's like every other thing is like, yeah, we're creating this world to look pretty for you in this moment, Tsushima. You know, it's like we've, we, we put that thing on that cliff so we could really wow you in that moment. And it's like, no, you're just at this corner of this world. You know, yeah. it's just like if you were on a street corner in your neighborhood. It's, not, it's nothing amazing, but you love it, and it makes you feel comfortable because it's home. I've chased those moments my whole life. <laughs> so um, I miss that from MMOs. <laughs> That's the number one reason on a deserted island I'd want to really get invested is for those yeah. little moments of silence where I'm like, I'm really there. You know, yeah. like, 
Like people were like, ha ha, Darnassus. And I'm like, don't you no. dare make fun of Darnassus. Dude, <laughs> you know, the, the like, knights <laughs> under the stars at my campsite on Tatooine. Ah. Uh, Forever just, in my life, just, in, in galaxies, just finding the the moisture farm, just yeah, flying yeah. on a speeder bike, like it's gotta be out here somewhere. <gasps> there it is. Like, there's oh. there's even like mm. even in the, the the smallest of moments that that feeling of community or yeah. interconnectedness can be so powerful. Like there's this guy in Limsa Lominsa where he just logs in and lies face down on the ground at the same spot like every day, <laughs> and it's just like. He, you know, he's become like this urban legend of the game, and he's just like you just go and you just see him, and he's right there, and it's just very funny. Um, I I also want to say like the other side of the commitment, right? Like playing through, like if you're like okay, you know, I've heard so much about Final Fantasy fourteen, I want to play Realm Reborn and Heavensward and Stormblood and Shadowbringers. It's not like that's an easy task. No, it's not like that's a weekend. Nope. It does take an incredible amount of. It's like getting your masters. Yeah, and I, I, I can understand that being too much to ask. I, I get that. I think that's a very fair point. However, the other side of that is by investing in something so much, the payoff is just, like, exponential. Yeah, of course. Like, I'm playing through games all the time, and there will be moments where it's like, man, I don't even, like, really remember what happened there. But, like, and that's that can be true of 14 as well. I'm just saying, like, I think the point that I'm trying to make is like the effort and the slow burn can sometimes like be gigantic and you you can feel it. And I think every once in a while it's good to have that thing where it's like, man, I've put so much time into this, like hundreds of hours and like, it's awesome. Like I'm so invested. Yeah. Um, so I think that'd be cool. Even though I have forgotten a lot of what happened in a I Realm mean, Reborn in Nevis. I got a character into the 50s <laughs> and then I started over and got that character into the 40s and I don't remember either of my logins. Yeah. So... Nice. <laughs> yeah, I probably have to make a third character. I'll skip back into fourteen, which I will not. <laughs> Tempted though. Someday. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 tough because I think it's a genre that can't support more than like three, mm. <laughs> maybe four. Mm. I think that's kind of where we yeah. saw, and then these other things kept coming along that tried to. I mean, do people still playing EverQuest two? Right now, there are people playing yeah. EverQuest One. Right they are. There are people playing, playing. What is what's RuneScape? The, no, what, Galaxies. There's RuneScape, and then there's another. There's one. There's one more. Weird servers up. That's like, I want to say like Ashes of Arena or something just came out, but it, was, it has a name like that where it's just like, oh my god, Lineage? it's so old. Lineage Two. I'm very familiar with Lineage Two in the early days of game trailers. Yeah, dude. It was I all about those yeah, super crazy cinema. I can't. Same. Maybe it is RuneScape. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. Rune, yeah. yeah. It just looks. Oh, a charmingly old school, but yes, like, wow. It, yeah. Like 40 polygons per character. Yes. Like, it, it, yeah. Cool. It's, I think it's just that's like, their face. I'm not sure. It's just like <laughs> colored shapes. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's like stained glass. Yeah. You know, you're like, okay, I kind of see it. Um, but uh, those are a very dedicated player base. And that's, I couldn't pitch an Amazon or a Google or anybody on like yeah. EverQuest 2's audience. You know, like yeah. it, it, it just, it caters to Do a very specific crowd. I feel like. I feel like, yeah. I feel Whereas like the was... appeases everybody, I think, is an almost impossible task. Unless in I century. dreamt this, someone tweeted me a thing about like fan service of Star Wars Galaxies. So I feel yeah. like if you look hard enough, you could find EverQuest mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, EverQuest 1 is still yeah, definitely popping. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They um, just had their like, 40-something yeah. expansion. Great. Are we ready for some emails? Hell yeah. Our first. I want to play Game Boy Advance SP. I want to play an MMO. I want to. Dude, I want to play Ghost of Tsushima. That's, I want to play that's Tsushima, my big of course. Here. I want to play No More Zero Three. I never yeah, played a No do. More Heroes game. Yeah, you do. I just listen yeah. to these emails. I need to get out of this room. I All right. Just... Our first email comes in from John. 
Hey, allies, do you think the fact that individual games are free on service, you know, quotes free on services like Xbox Game Pass causes you to enjoy or value them less? I recently got Game Pass to play 12 minutes and found myself reacting differently to the game than if I had shelled out my hard-earned money for it. I was extremely impatient with it and far more willing to drop it. This reminded me of the way that services like Spotify and Netflix have unfortunately changed the way I experience music and TV shows. I view that content as free and ephemeral, which causes me to appreciate it less and experience it differently. Do you relate to this at all? Any concerns about a future where all games are streamed as part of a subscription? Last couple of months, I've been heavily worrying about oversaturation with mm. everything in my life. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little worried. There's just so many things. There's just so much stuff. And I like agree, the, yeah. Just the Game Pass, and, you know, there's so many free games you can play that are so good. And it's just like, there's so much. I agree and disagree. Yeah. Where, like, I think barriers being broken down for people to try things is fantastic. And I definitely think, you know, I... I think of streaming services like there are things I, I gave a chance because it was on this service that I wouldn't have otherwise hmm. uh, you know I, I think when everything has this gigantic price tag you know you have to pick and choose a little bit more carefully and so I think that can be really cool and if something like is special to me like there are you know TV shows that I've streamed it's like this is some of the, my, the coolest shit I've ever seen I don't value it less because it is streamed yeah. but I agree with you on oversaturation. Yeah. And the way in which I agree is, like, I feel like things move so fast because there is so much, and we, like, have to, like, everybody just has to move on to the next thing because there is so much good stuff, is, like, even the absolute best things feel like they have the tiniest moments. The tiniest moment. <laughs> yeah. Like, Iki Island is already done, I feel like. Like, this just came out. Which, which game? Iki, the Ghost of Tsushima, the expansion. Oh, yeah. It's just like it was really high for a second. It's gone. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you have lunch weekend. Everybody yeah. will be awesome. And yeah. then we'll, everybody just moves on. And, Xbox and, will post yeah. like these games are leaving Game Pass. I'm like, I don't even know they were on Game Pass. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's at the same time, like I think if you had to ask a, a telepublisher, specifically a developer, specifically an indie developer, there are two consumers. One is super excited about your game but doesn't know it exists or is like nervous about spending 60 bucks on it. And then they're in four or five years from now going to buy it eventually on sale on Steam and really enjoy it and tell all the friends they really liked it. Or there's this person that isn't really the best customer for their game and isn't going to really enjoy the game probably that much. But they'll check it out on Game Pass and tell a couple people. They'd be like, B, I, please, it just anyone. I, yeah. like, like Even if it is, it feels like empty calories or even if sure. they're going to bounce off or just kind of like run into it and it'll take them 30 minutes to even realize what kind of game they're playing or whether they like it or not. You know, I think a developer would be like, I'll take anybody, like, please, just anybody to get eyeballs on, yeah. potentially on this game. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the thing that's so surprising to me about... Game Pass and PS Plus, uh, and you know whether it's a part of the th something or whether it's like an, you know a Sony or Xbox Live with Gold, where like there are three or four games every month that they're like these, you know, like strangely these four games are like the games that you know we decided that you might want to check out. Um, uh, I, I, I sometimes that works out so well for people. Like sometimes like that, it, like that's Fall Guys. Like that is the reason it was successful. It came out of nowhere. Or like Among Us, it seems like it would, you know, would be a good candidate, but it's already popular. And then you have something like Destruction All-Stars, where it's like, was that game just not good? Or were there too many games before then? Or was that a scheduling thing? Or a, you know, like they didn't have enough content in the game? Like, I don't know where they missed. Mm -hmm. And then Grounded, like, kaboom! It was a huge yeah. success. And it's just like, I, there, there's got to be a formula there, but I have There's no idea what there. it is. Um, 
uh, yeah, and so, I, yeah, I don't envy people trying to put themselves in that, that situation where they're like, should I shadow drop this or should I have a big campaign that gets people excited for it? I, I used to have a much firmer grasp on the right way to do those things, mm. and now it's like, I, probably because of oversaturation, like, I poof. Yeah. It's too much. I don't I was know. Just thinking, yeah, I've just been wrestling with it because of the MCU. I think there's just a little too much at the moment. A lot of that yeah. was like COVID pushing things, so mm. it all stacked up. But like, it, I'm it, thinking of yeah. all my favorite franchises of all time. And eventually they get run into the ground. Star Wars, Aliens, Fast and the Furious. Like, everything, there's always a fall. And it makes me nervous with, like, the Game Pass bubble or just how many games there are. It's like there will be an inevitable fall Mm. at some point. It's actually something that I'm so impressed with in the MCU. And I'm, I'm sure a bunch of people will disagree with me. But, like, I've still enjoyed it. A ton. Like, I don't enjoy everything equally, but I am surprised for... It it is, especially right now, like, things are really fucking stacked on top of each other. And it's like, I've enjoyed pretty much all of these things. Totally. To to some degree. But it's like, just back to the, like, free things. It's like, all right, I got Disney Plus. Right. Shit's always popping out. And it's just, like, a little less... Yeah. Special. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dude, X- absolutely. X2 absolutely. is on Disney Plus now. Hype. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting because X-Men 1 was on there, and I'm like, oh, let me watch X2 now, and it wasn't on. Dude, and I Wolver- missed when it got updated. Wolverine, X-Mansion, Claws, taking people out, still, like, the best. Yeah. Love it. No, it, it's, it's honestly <laughs> such a bummer to, like, play something or watch something or whatever it is and be like, this is so incredible, and then feel like it has a weak shelf life. Yeah. You know? It, like, totally. it, uh, it's... Yeah, that's why goaties are always my favorite because yeah. we can like come back, really, celebrate it. Yeah, I love that. Love that part yeah. of goaties. Um, our next email, I think this is really fun, uh, comes in from James, who writes uh, something funny to think about. Howdy from Texas. So Mario Galaxy takes about 15 hours or so to beat, but imagine if for Mario it only took him 15 in-world hours, like <laughs> half a day to watch Peach's castle get launched into space, meet an in- intergalactic foster mother of some star people, and travel across the galaxy to fight Bowser multiple times. What a half a day. <laughs> Which games are the funniest to imagine this for? Such as like Breath of the Wild, Link's w- Link wakes up after 100 years of sleep and is able to beat the Calamity in 10 hours, Sonic Unleashed, the whole world gets broken apart and reassembled by Sonic in like 15 hours. Tony Hawk's Underground, go from your home in New Jersey to be a top pro skater in six hours. So on and so forth. That's a good one. Yeah. All the Grand Theft Autos, you know, like topple a criminal empire in like, you know, half a day. Let's wrap it up. I think No More Heroes is definitely like that to being like the number one galactic assassin in like 12 hours. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Well, this, I think about this in terms of The Simpsons and South Park, actually, because it's one of those things where it's like, oh, how cute. They're like, they're like kind of frozen in time. You know, like time doesn't actually progress. And it's like, yeah. well, if you think about every Simpsons episode is like a day, unless specifically sure. labeled otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hasn't taken that long. You yeah. know, and like yeah. it hasn't been that much. Um, so, but yeah, obviously uh, uh, stuff will pan out differently. Final Fantasy VI, <laughs> you know. 40 hours, like, oh, phew, mm. that world saved. <laughs> you know, just like, what? But obviously, like, it intentionally will show you, like, okay, you're all going to bed. And, you know, mm. you know, this is a new day. Can uh, you imagine, like, Dark Souls in real time if you're, like, living in that world and just this, this, like, 
hero or whatever hero of light forget what it's called just, just come in like killing yeah. all the bosses just like Dude. marching through the world yeah. just like and then you think dead. about speed running that. yeah okay so i'm sorry <laughs> right. but there's a very particular game nay a franchise but specifically a game that i'm thinking of that no that that doesn't have to worry about this at all hmm. because it accounts for every single minute 12 minutes makes you feel now makes you feel every hour it's a classic but to, even you know especially between the two of us Resident you Evil? feel every like two hours go by and like or something's gonna happen in 15 minutes, and I gotta be there because that's gonna happen, and I can't. Shenmue, not Majora's no. Mask. Majora's Mask. No, Dead Rising. Dead Rising, dude. Well, that's, that's sunset. At least in the first two. Yeah, sunset. Yeah. No, 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 I'm talking like, about oh, the first game. The <laughs> first game specifically. When that sun rises, when, when dude, it's the next Jones, day in yes. Dead Rising, like whoa. Yeah, Actually, Majora's finished this game a, up. Is a good pull. Yeah. Um. But that's why those games have such an, such an impact because it's like yeah. it's yeah just totally bonkers and it's in, it's not only just time like it's interesting uh, you know playing I, I wanted to get Valheim some at some point into this episode but it it it's funny how some things in games are very realistic and at the same time you're holding like four tons of items mm-hmm. you know and like you know like when um, so it's interesting like what games you know it's it's not just like this is real and this is not there's like all these different layers of like. You know things that we're used to in real life not being represented at all the way they would actually like how fast humans can run or jump or put on outfits. You know, like you, you know a lot what we take for granted. Game series is really funny to think about in the context of this question is classic Mega Man because you have to defeat all of these robot masters and you just select them from a menu and it's like okay you're there and then you know they'll they'll have like an entire elaborate fortress for you to go through and it'll take you like. 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Mega Man works really well. And then you're just like locked in a square yeah. against them at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a fun question. This is a fun question. Uh, he usually has fun questions. So thank you for writing in. Uh, last email comes in from uh, James. Hey, Ben and Participating Allies. First of all, I want to acknowledge a shocking moment I experienced pertaining to the playing of the original Skate via Xbox One backwards compatibility. Mm. I've been playing and enjoying Skate before running into P-Rod's Hubba Yap Challenge. This challenge involves performing a Nolly 360 flip and a grind on the aforementioned Hubba. I tried for several hours, and it was frustrating the hell out of me as I tried and failed time and time again, even though I thought I had it down at a few points. After so many attempts, I asked my older brother to help me complete the challenge, and he obliged. He hadn't played a skateboarding game in years, and he has never played skate before, but after about 15 minutes of uh, acclimating to it, he nailed the Nolly 360 flip and grind, and I was flabbergasted, dumbfounded, and shocked. It took him 15 minutes with no experience on skate to complete a challenge that I couldn't do in three to four hours of trying to beat it, and I'm way more experienced with skate and skateboarding games in general. Have you ever been completely astonished and or stunned by any video game or uh, that's any video game feat that someone else accomplished? All the time. I'm in awe of speedruns. I'll tell you one that is among the allies. Um, so Zelda 2 is an extremely difficult game. Uh... <laughs> And I've played through all of uh, Zelda 2 on 3DS, which fortunately has save states. But it's just an extremely hard game. Uh, but watching Damiani play that game and treat it like yeah. it's Maestro. baby's first video game. Da- I mean, yeah. Damiani with all this. Super Mario Bros. 3, Mario Bros. 2, but Mario Bros. 1. Yes, like... yes. You can apply the Damiani situation it's like he's playing piano. to a lot of games. <laughs> no. But specifically like Zelda 2. <laughs> like Zelda 2 is a cruel game. Yeah. 
Like it's it, my first Zelda. <laughs> it, it is mean, and yeah. he it, he'll just be like, "Oh, you just do this," and, then, and you're like, "No!" Like I've <laughs> I've sat there trying to do it. It's just like, "No, this this is just the no, no. You can't. No one can just do that, but you." Yeah. I mean, the reason I bounced off of Sekiro is your favorite thing in the game. So just you know, like that the damn sta- the pole. Mercury counter. Yeah, the counter. Yeah. Oh, the oh, counter. Mercury counter. Mercury counter. I had to like, I had to play through 20 minutes of gameplay to try to do a counter. And I was like, can I just please? Like, pra-? And I'd go to the guy and I'd practice with him and then I'd get up and it was just, it's like bald bull and Mike Tyson punch out. He just knocked me out every time. Um, oh, I love it. Yeah, it's fun to see developers watch speed runs because they're like, what? Like, I didn't even know. I didn't even know you could do. Well, I guess you can do that. Cool. You know, it's like somebody like going through your house and like going through all your stuff. Yeah. Like, haha, code's broken. Uh, I always think of. 1080 snowboarding, my brother. Mm. And SSX Tricky as well. Just maniac. So good at those games. The 1080 on N64 to do a 1080, it's like... like If you look at the instruction manual, it's this combo that's like this long. It's like every time, dude. 1080 is like nothing. And I'm just like, dude, I can barely even do like a 900, 720. What the hell? There are... I mean, there are a lot of games where this applies to, but like, like Halo is really interesting for me because... I am pretty good at Halo, and if I put the time in, like I can get, I can get decent at Halo. But every once in a while, you'll run into people that like they're like, no, like all I do is play. Like Halo is yeah. my game. Like there, there, there are some Halo players where it's like they'll get the BR and then kill the entire opposing team. Yeah. Right. And like sometimes seeing that yeah. skill gap is well, insane. dude. The very first Halo. Did you play the Game Spy Halo? The yeah, first on one PC? on Xbox. Yeah. yeah. Well. Um, on, it wasn't on Xbox. It's most certainly Xbox. The original Xbox Halo was multiplayer. You could yes. like you could jerry rig it. I didn't jerry rig oh, it. Right. I, I played off whatever. It was I set, played yeah. Halo God. One offline. Halo One on PC. I did online. Yeah. There was some so. online multiplayer that we set up through through Halo, and I remember uh, the first multiplayer match I ever played in Halo, and I was like the best among my friends. Like mm-hmm. I thought I was pretty good at this game, mm-hmm. and then we jumped in, and it was Blood Gulch, and we could like we couldn't. Go anywhere, like we could. It was, it was like, it was so. It was like Nightmare on Elm Street. It's man. nothing yeah. but headshots. Yeah. 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 And I remember, like, uh, I specifically remember word for word the thing that I said. But I remember us. We were just like, "Where is the sniper? Where is the sniper? We got to find the sniper." And so we were just like trying to remember the map. And we're like, "Okay, but when we were over there, where was it? There were like two things. Is there like a cliff edge or something?" And I remember like looking at the battlefield, and the guys like just got in a warthog and took off. And I remember like staring, and the guys like, "You know where he is." You know where he is, don't you? He's in the middle of the battlefield running. That's where the sniper is. Like, he's not camped somewhere. Mm. He's, he's shooting from the hip, dude. You. We're toast. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. nothing we can do. <laughs> it was like, that was, that was yeah. And it was, it was also like the beginning of first-person shooter multiplayer gaming. Like, I hadn't really done yeah. a lot of that. And so it was like humbling. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. Like, and I've always felt this way with Mario Kart. I just, I don't. I didn't train enough. I don't know what happened. Like we came into the allies. We're like, oh, let's all casually play Mario Kart together. Yeah. I'm like, I can't no. beat any of you. Like I can't. I remember <laughs> yeah. like, I remember playing against. Yeah. It's like you. It's like the race starts, and I'm just hanging out with my buddies in the back. Yeah. And like you, and like Damiani's just in, and he's already on the next course. Yeah. Like he's already loaded the next course, Man. loaded into it, and uh, is taken off from the starting line. Like <laughs> Mario Kart is such a good example because yeah. like my entire life. No one could touch me at Mario Kart. Like it yeah. wasn't it wasn't even it wasn't even close, but like everybody I played Mario Kart with, no one stood a chance. And then I played Damiani and I was like, I have never played like What is this game? Yeah, I know. It's and it's like it, 
Oh, it's infuriating. Yeah, Damiani is really good at Mario Kart. It's He's like the hearing, best I've ever played. It's like watching a figure skater dance to a song you like. You know? Like, you'll just yeah. kind of see him, and he's just, like, flowing through the corners. And you're Dude, like, neat. Smash is the same way as well. <laughs> sure. Like, because, you know, growing up, Smash Online was not a thing. And so, like, I would fucking annihilate everyone I play yeah. against. And now you play people in Smash, and you're like, I feel like I can't even hold the controller properly. Yeah. It's crazy. I went, I was at Comic-Con... And they had a Smash demo, and it was so funny because people were just playing, get in line, and playing, get in line. That's all they do at Comic Con all day. I'm like, there's Smash. a whole, there's a whole convention next no, door. Smash. They're like, no, this is just all I'm doing. And uh, Amanda had a friend who worked at, I think he worked at Nickelodeon, might have been Disney. And he, he and I hit it off. And we were joking and talking like the whole time we were like hanging out at Comic Con. And he was like, tomorrow, he's like, before you go back to LA, meet me at this booth. We'll play Smash together. And so we like go through the line, play together. He, ju- I mean, I can't even do anything. And it's, it's. The two of us and two other people, and he's destroying them too. And then we like get back in line. There's a silence for a little bit, and he was like, "You did a little better." I'm like, "Just shut up, just <laughs> shut up. Like, don't even, don't even placate yeah, me, dude. Yeah, like, it's the, you, you don't have to do that, okay? Yeah, I know it's a dude. strain. Just accept that I can't. Even with my chosen character, he's just picking. I'll be ice climber this time. I'm like, you bastard. Yeah. Love it. Oh, that is the worst. And I, <laughs> I, I, I actually have done that recently. I was playing. A guilty or strive with some friends and I was doing it to be nice but it's like oh okay like you like I need to not play my main right so we can play together and, and have fun yeah and you you really do do it out of like trying to be like kind but it is like also kind of a gigantically dick move where yeah. you're like oh I'll pick another character <laughs> yeah and you're not trying to be a dick but yeah comes comes across that way that is going to do it for Frame Trap. Very fun episode. Thank yeah. you to my panelists, Michael Huber and Brendan Jones. See you next time. For bring- <laughs> yeah, the, the permanent guests. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Moving in. Thank you so much uh, for, for joining. And thank you so much for watching. If you want to send an email to Frame Trap, the address is askeasyallies at gmail.com. One more time, that is askeasyallies at gmail.com. It must be said. You can't end this podcast. You cannot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listeners need to know that you were wearing a baseball cap this entire episode. They need to yeah. know Yeah, this is a new thing. I don't often do this. They need to know that I, d- I was checking for signs that you were throwing to catcher Mike Huber over here, and I'm at the bat. Yep. And I'm just looking up, and just like, <laughs> I was just hoping you would just like pull out some dip, you know, just like. <laughs> Put it in. Well, the frame trap. I, I've I've been wearing a, a baseball. I've been trying it on on my own. It's not a look that I normally go for, but the big reason why I'm wearing it today is like I just need a haircut and just haven't. It it, it, it works with your hair length. So yeah. I need to bring yeah. in a picture of me with a mullet, little league on yeah. the A's and the Athletics. Yeah, and it's just the baseball cap and just this fan like yeah. coming this beautiful. Just, just all Brandon Jones's long just, hair is something yeah. I want to see. Yeah. Ben, Please do show me, Ben. This is, I'm gonna give you the best compliment. Okay, you look like. You are working on the set of the Jackass movie. Yes. Like, you're a crewman on the Jackass That's movie. That's how I feel on the inside. Yeah. You, yeah. you went to change yeah. the focus before we shot. Yeah. And yeah. going up to the camera <laughs> yeah. and moving it, I was like, yeah. it works. It gels in. Like, he's yeah. on yeah. set. That... That is a high compliment. I'm gonna take that with yeah. me. I'm gonna I'm gonna nurture that. I saw a Jackass Forever billboard on the way here. And I'm, I'm, oh, dude, when I went to see Candyman, they played the uh, Jackass Forever trailer. Oh, and, like, trailer. the guy next to me... Like they they do something and he'd just like he'd go like huh. and I was just like this is the best the like best. I love the energy you're giving me right now yes yeah yeah it was great um thank you so much for watching until next time.